There is a smell. It smells like a shit. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, what would you attempt to do if you knew you couldn't fail? I would host SEN Live! What's up, y'all? I'm Wednesday Marshall, a.k.a. The Swaggy Blurred, sipping on some eggnog because it's the season to be jolly. And I got to say what's up to my man, the sniper of Red Sheridan. What's up, boy? Do you have a little uh, little extra something in that eggnog, or is it just straight up eggnog? It's just straight up eggnog because I'm gross. What's up to this <laughs> Himself, Mr. Alex Marzonia. Anyang Haseyo, repping my boy Bong Joon, taking that bong hit today. Let's go! <laughs> oh, snap. Wow. Bong hits, it's too early for that. And Ryan Nielsen, what's up, man? I heard we play next week. We do play week. next week, the 27th. Stopped. My brother's birthday. Eagles are going to come to play. I get, I get a little worried there. It might be a really meaningful game after all. And I can't beat Alex's shirt today. Bong hive in full effect. Bong Hive, let's go. I love it, I love it. We've also got Kate Mulligan coming in at her standard 1030 because you know she got to worry about the kids. And you didn't know the GOAT himself, Dan Murrow, is going to be joining us today. He I cannot wait. He the real MVP. Oh, you got the, the Kevin Durant. Play that again. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, here we go. Here. You the real MVP. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> God. My favorite meme for like five, six years. However long ago Kevin Durant won the MVP award. Good lord. Oh Jesus. His mom's um, a real one though. That that is that is that is that is indeed true. His mom is a real one. Like she 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 helped the baby get there, man. She was working all them jobs and made sure her son did what he needed to do and, and look at him now. Um all right, so let's just get it out of the way straight up up top. Uh there are going to be no spoilers for the spectacular, but you should watch the spectacular. If you haven't watched it already, you're out your mind. Tim you Sim donated twenty dollars. Yes, so sir. I saw Thank that you, yesterday. Everyone in the Sen community is divided on Tom Cruise's anger over a crew member on COVID, with Rochu and Kalinowski on one side and RB3 and Sabrina on the other side. Wow! Never thought he can split America instead of the government. <laughs> you can go to Twitter uh, for all, all that. I was gonna say you could go to you could go to Twitter for all that in the sense that like yes, it is it is split. Everybody has their thing. I, I'm gonna go out on a limb. I didn't get a note from Christian, but knowing him, he doesn't want us to talk about that no more. So you know, I, I, we've all for the most part, I think, put up our thoughts on that. Um, the varying thoughts. I think the biggest thing behind it is just. If you're going to have a debate, which I think is fine, it's just about respect. So yeah. it's what it is. Uh, I think that if you're going to go back and forth with that, just be respect. Anyway, Tim um, other than first blood today. Yeah, so, <laughs> Tim Sim, I thank you so much for that Schmobot. That is what I was going to get at. Please send in those Schmobots. Please send in those super chats. That's how we get the crew to come back. Uh, let's set a goal. You know what? I'm actually going to leave it up to y'all today. What would you like to see? You can set, you can set what we do. You have Ooh. myself, you have Ryan, you have Alex, you have Brett. You can set those levels. We'll put them in the chat right now. Uh, we'll take a look at them. We'll set those goals. So if you want to see us sing, you want to see us dance, you want some sort of crazy impression, mashup, stuff like that, whatever you want, you set what you want those goals to be today. Uh, let's do that in the next five minutes. 
Uh, so we have that for the rest of the show. We'll go from there, right? And we can have levels uh, too, you know, like 500, exactly. 6. I was even saying at 1,000. Maybe it's uh, whatever the outcome of the Eagles-Cowboys game. Winston or I might have to like do a little song and dance for the opposing team. Ooh, that might be, Lord. That would, that might that be, be something. At a thousand dollars, we give our opinion on Tom Cruise. <laughs> yes, uh, sure. We, you want to do that? Thousand dollars on my IG live. I will give a full Eagles fight song. Will, you know what I'm saying? I'm not. You're not gonna get me fired just because you want to see some drama. You know what you want to do? Not that. You know what I'm saying? But that was cute. Um, also, but I was talking about the spectacular five. If you haven't seen it, I don't know what you're doing. It's been almost a full week. Uh, these are some of the six greatest matches we have seen all year. Uh, multiple match of the year contenders, uh, Alex Damon versus Ace, Jericho versus Brittany Young, uh, the odd couple versus Shazam, uh, Chandru versus Chance, uh, 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 Kevin Smith versus uh, Brett Sheridan, and Dan Merle versus Adam Collins. You cannot guess what is going to happen in any of these things because they're so out of control, including all the cutscenes that set up next year as well. So please go to schmodownlive.com, cop your ticket, and watch it. You can still watch it now. Otherwise, those matches will come out a week at a time, which you can do. But I'm going to tell you this. I'm pretty sure Christian is taking off the spoiler ban after this week. I think he wanted this week to let everybody get a chance. It was nine hours of content for $10, which is crazy. Right? I mean, just the production value and everything, like, to put all that together and shout out to everybody involved with that because I was I was in and out all day, you know, but I kept – my wife, are you watching that spectacular thing again? I'm like, yeah, well, I kind of have to, to know this stuff for my – but I am also was super, super invested in a lot of these and mind blown at the knowledge. I mean, I was saying about the Star Wars one, I'm like, I – would never in my mind be able to remember some of this stuff that they remembered. It was, it was super fun, though. Even if you don't know the answers, they really make it interesting and fun. So, ooh, ooh. Also, I kind of love this. Do y'all see? Do y'all see? Uh, the this one. If if we hit a thousand dollars, Dan Merle has to do the watch monologue from Pulp Fiction. <laughs> I fucking love that. Oh I love gosh. that. He's going to come into that. Yes. Okay. So at $1,000, that's happening for sure. Wow. Uh, let's see. Obama singing Oh Holy Night. Sure. I don't mind. <laughs> um, we'll set that one. We'll make that on the lower end. We'll make that 500. Uh, at 600, me and Brett reenact with the When Harry Met Sally coffee shop scene. The question is, <laughs> who is Meg oh Ryan? God. That's yeah. what I want to know. All right. Yeah. I, I would love... Um, uh, let's see anything else anything else at 2000 Alex has to exclusively go buy chips for a week are you okay with that Alex at 2G's 2G's is a lot of money technically I should be called chips right now but then uh, that's kind of gone by the wayside obviously but if you do call me chips I get to promote my music that was the deal I think it was pointed out oh, that I'm it was okay a joke and that, that you did not, we did not have to hold to that. So that right. was a very nice thing for That's fair. That's fair. Um, they call oh. him Mr. Chips. No, okay, I think Mr. Ryan Chips. shouldn't have to try a J.K. Simmons impression. Okay, why don't we set that at 700? <clears throat> I'm in. I'm in. All right, we'll set that, we'll set that at 700. Uh, maybe you can do a Spider-Man monologue. I like that. You can do a J.K. Simmons, Spider-Man, like, he's a menace! Like, that whole that whole thing. He's... So they said they want me as Meg Ryan at 600. Love it. <laughs> so I'm, I'm about that. That sounds good. Uh, we got him! Oh, snap, y'all. the goat himself, Mr. Dan Murrow. Welcome, sir, to SEN Live. How you doing? I'm you? fine. I'm usually, I feel so bad. I, I'm usually on time. 
I don't want to throw anyone under the bus. <laughs> but the link to the show was sent to an email address that was so old that it is literally owned by a bank. It is a owned email address. Uh, hey, man. Hey, man. It happens. It yeah. happens. Uh, well, coming in hot, you didn't get a chance to decide this. Uh, if we hit $1,000 in donations today, you have to do the Christopher Walken watch monologue from Pulp Fiction. Oh, wow. The whole thing? <laughs> do you know it? Yeah. <laughs> I know we can some always look it. At we can always look it up. It's, I'm sure it's in there. But it's, you know, we, we like to set, uh, like, goals, either uh, karaoke's or dances or monologues. Well, now, wait a minute. Now, <laughs> there's some stuff in that thing that's going to... Are you trying to end me? Is that the deal? Because, like, I'm not doing that thing verbatim. Not a chance. <laughs> okay, oh, yeah. So, I know what he yeah. said now. No yeah. way. Are you kidding me? <laughs> we, can, we, can, we can tweak it. We can tweak yeah, it. How about tweak that? it. Let's tweak it a little bit. Good to we'll meet you, by the way, Dan. <laughs> Hello, how are you? Uh, talk about a goat. Two baby Yodas? I'm sorry, Grogu's. Uh, right? uh, which one? What do we got? Whoa. Animatronic and, I mean, like, I had to well, do some Well, no, it was actually, it was, an, it was a complete accident because last year when Mandalorian came out, you know, they didn't sell any of them before the, before the show because they wanted to be a surprise. So when they put them on sale, I, I got one from Mara. I ordered one for her for the holidays, like, immediately. And then I think it was, like, it went on sale or something. And so I canceled the first order and, and reordered it to get it cheaper. And then they both they both showed up, but they were different. And, she, yeah. and, and so we were going to send the second one back. And then the other one showed up, and it was, like, the more detailed one. And, she, and Mara was just like, we're keeping both. I'm like, yeah, no, that's fine. That's fine. So. Is one of them the one – I know he said the animatronic. Is it one of the ones where if you pet it, it does all sorts of stuff? They make a tickle me Elmo, Baby Yoda. Yeah, yeah. No, idea. no, yeah, dude. I, I, I was uh, hanging out with Jen Sturger the other day, and she had one, and it's amazing. Like you pet its head, and it'll be like, oh, be like, <laughs> like it, like oh my god, it's it's incredible. No, these are both first generation Baby Yodas. They don't, they okay. don't do it. <laughs> okay, man, I, it's funny because I feel like you're not gonna be able to find them anywhere at this point. Like it's it's oh, no. impossible to to get a hold of one. So. I'm just waiting for the spring. I'm like, I'll get my vaccine and my baby and my Grogu at the same time. Bro. <laughs> well, there you go. I, I got one early, so somebody's going to be happy. I, don't know. I had to do extensive research, though, because there really was, there was a $90 one that, like, actually rolled on the ground and remote control. And, yeah, I was like, nah, I don't think we need that. We have to <laughs> I just, My whole thought was, in this case, as adorable as it is, I would much rather go to kids right now. Uh, you know, and you know, I get it. And and Dan is a kid at heart, so I respect that. That makes total, absolute sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, you could still buy one and then sell it very expensively to a child, and then, <laughs> and then everybody wins. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what? I like where your head's at, bro. I like where your head's at. Um, all right. Now that we got the majority of the crew here, Kate will be here at 10:30. Alex, why don't we get into our first topic, sir? Alright, so after showing up alongside Boba Fett in Chapter 14 of The Mandalorian, Fennec Shand has been confirmed to appear in the animated Clone Wars spin-off series The Bad Batch. Ming-Na Wen portrays the character in live action and will return to voice Fennec in the series, saying she's cutting her teeth as a bounty hunter in The Bad Batch. Wen explains when asked what fans can expect from the younger Fennec, she's still a loner, a drifter, there's just a sense of more recklessness about her, just bravado. You know, a young punk. She's more adventurous and willing to take greater risks because she doesn't know what the consequences are. Fennec is sure to return in the season two finale of The Mandalorian airing tomorrow with a Bad Batch show set to premiere sometime in 2021. 
Winston, does Fennec's appearance in the show make you more excited to see it? Oh, a thousand percent. I mean, the Luke bad, bad Skyfucker donated twenty dollars. <laughs> Greetings from Jersey. What Christmas song do you guys hate? I can't stand the twelve days of Christmas. Um, what's I've got one. You got one? It's my go, absolute. Go ahead, Ryan. It's my absolute nemesis. Okay. Paul McCartney. Wonderful oh, Christmas time is yes. the worst Christmas song ever what? written, and I actively spend my holiday season every year avoiding it. Bro, I heard it for the first time on SNL a couple years ago when he was on, and I was like, "What is this song? I like it." Like, I didn't... it's like he's making it up as he goes along. He's like, uh, "Oh, I hate it. I hate it." What to do here? Let me sing the chorus one more time. Okay, Let's keep doing that. We'll get through it. <laughs> it's out. Shadow Dragon Sonic, Productions no! donated twenty dollars. My voice Thank that sought fingers to hold over the streaks of light from shooting stars echoes vainly inside the closed garden. I see the light and darkness and a red full moon in a moment of slumber. Shadow was sending a, a lot of these the other day. Mm -hmm. There's some uh, profound poetry, I believe. Okay, I dig it. I, I dig it. I thought I thought that he was about to say the stars at night are big and bright, and I was about to be like, <laughs> deep in the heart of Texas. <laughs> um, all right, so worst Christmas song. Um, I like it now because they did a really funny uh, meme of it with Donald Glover's This Is America, but I am so burnt out on Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas Is You. Whoa. Like, that, it hits number one every year, which good for Mariah, but I, that shit gets played fucking everywhere but when you have like donald glover doing the this is america dance be like doo -doo 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 -doo. i don't want to laugh for like it's pretty fucking funny but i <laughs> i don't know that song drives me up the wall honestly well, you christmas shoes <laughs> christmas shoes definitely that one i don't oh, know God. Christmas. <laughs> once you've seen i said it before once you've seen a 13 year old uh with a nasally voice sing that in church uh you're that one's over for you oh my goodness um all right so how do we feel about fennec i think that it's going to be absolutely amazing uh, uh, I, I, I always mispronounce her name. I'm so sorry. What's her name again? Ming, 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 Ming Na Wen. Wen. Ming Na Wen. Uh, she's a phenomenal actress. I loved her in Agents of Shield. She did an incredible job already as a voiceover artist playing Mulan. For those that didn't know, um, and she has become that action star in that regard. So I, I think whether she's doing it via voiceover or live action. Um, I I love this. I absolutely love this, and I think it's only going to further push people towards that show. I think that that was a smart move. Uh, like it's not like The Mandalorian needed more fans, but you brought in anybody that maybe hadn't seen it. Like even if you were a casual Star Wars fan, you heard Boba Fett was in this season, you're like, oh, I remember that dude. Like let me check this out. So I think that this is a great idea just to bring more people to go check out the Bad Batch. Uh, why don't we ask the goat himself, Mr. Dan Merle? Like what do you think about this, man? No, I mean, it, it kind of speaks to what they've been doing with Mandalorian, and it's something that I think 95% has worked, which is you take something that's from, like, a certain era, and here you have, like, an original trilogy era show 
but then you bring in other things and other people from different eras. So like you're bringing in stuff now from Clone Wars and you're bringing in stuff from, you know, like the, the people that love Thrawn and all that stuff and th- putting it into one show and it's kind of making Star Wars a more continuous universe. So it's not yeah. segmented because they used to all kind of be in their own little pods. Like Clone Wars is in a little pod and the original trilogy was in its little pod and you're sort of now branching out. And it's smart because what it does is like, I've always wanted to watch Clone Wars and I never have, but then this season of Mandalorian has been the thing that's finally gotten me to say like, oh, I need to watch Clone Wars mm, because right. now all these characters that I like Bo-Katan and, and even Ahsoka Tano, who I knew like about Ahsoka Tano, but I've never right. seen the show. Now I'm watching Clone Wars because she's in this show and these other characters right. are in the show. So it's a way I think to get people to, to get into, I'm not, I haven't, I haven't gone quite cynical on it yet. I'm still in okay. the I'm still in the honeymoon phase with this new Star Wars stuff, and and I'm yeah. at the point where it's like that's cool. They want to get everybody involved in all this stuff. So no, I agree. It it kind of gives you MCU feels in the sense that like it it's it's um it's one of those things that that I think Disney is looking at how other things have been successful for them and starting to apply them uh, to various other mediums because I think they did stumble with this rollout of the this sequel trilogy, and they're trying to find a way. To like kind of right the ship and i think that this is a, a brilliant way to do it what about you brett i know that you have been getting more and more into star wars and checking out <laughs> these kind of french stuff is this gonna make you watch the bad batch um i i, I was already interested in it because again it's a storyline i'm not familiar with and it just seems cool just you know hearing about it um i think this is uh i think who's most excited about this is probably uh ming na wen she's probably pretty stoked she's got another, Get kid, another check. So. Let's go. <laughs> yeah yeah so and I, i'm with dan i feel like there might be at some point um, and not now, but there, with all the announcements, there may be a little Star Wars fatigue here. I, 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 I hope not, but there's a lot of stuff coming out, and a lot of these crossing and this, and then you'll have, well, I'm, uh, yeah, I got to go back and see Clone Wars and this, and what time frame is it? Ah, so um, I, right now my mind isn't blowing up quite yet about it, but uh, uh, I, hopefully I can stick with it at all and not have uh, Star Wars fatigue, as, as, as they call it in the business, right, Dan? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Although for me, Star Wars fatigue was when we couldn't stop talking about one damn movie all the time. Shadow Dragon. <laughs> I'm glad we have eight Star Wars things to talk about. In this <laughs> place, I have to stay. My memory wearing off. I lost my name. Is this dark haze that you said? I walk like a lost child. I lost your face. If everything could be imaginary, one can I be resigned to losing end? Wow. Some stuff to think Ooh. about. You were really getting me really introspective today, and I'm supposed to focus on the news. I don't like. I can't do both at the same time. Like, am I am I worried about me or am I worried about the world? Like, damn. These are always <laughs> tough because usually something like that you would read and it would be followed by you know Albert Einstein. So and so you know like it, it would have you know like who said it. But this one we're like, is that a movie or a song? Or um, Ryan, is this is this going to bring you to the Bad Batch, man, or you you I'm feel like in, you were going to watch it anyway, or you're or you're just you don't care? I'm all in on the Bad Batch, but I think before this news, I thought this was going to be its own thing. A lot of the descriptions mm. of this show is it's taking place on another part of the universe. It might start post Order sixty six and then go elsewhere, and now I think it's going to be more inter- interconnected than we uh, we were led to believe. What makes me really excited about this is 
if you remember a year ago, everyone thought, wow, Ming-Na Wen wasted in The Mandalorian. Like, one episode and out, barely any lines of dialogue. And now she's a huge part of season two, and she's in a whole other series. So I think that's really great that we're getting more of this character. Uh, and just and another bounty hunter to be excited about. I, I, I love how we're going to see her kind of origin stepping into the fray. And this is the first show that we're really going to get that takes place like right after Order 66. And that, that's kind of what made the last season of, uh, of Clone Wars so exciting and so thrilling to watch. Word. Makes sense to me. Uh, all right, Alex. Tell us what you think about this, man, because I'm curious. I mean, you got the Die Hard poster in the back. It sounds like you're really into action. You know what I'm saying? And you were in the, like you said, uh, the, the, the Bong Joon-ho. Sure, he's in the action. He's into the action too. So, are you excited <laughs> about this, or are you like, eh, it doesn't matter? Uh, I feel like I am excited for it overall, but I feel like it is just going to be probably like a one-off episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and but it is cool. Like they are having more of their characters cross over into different mediums. Obviously, they had Forrest Whitaker's character of Saw Gerrera. He started off as an animated character, and then. Uh, was brought into live action and then was brought back into animated. That was pretty cool. And so, uh, and I love Ming Na Wen. She was uh, like one of the main reasons why I kept watching Agents of Shield for the first few seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm glad that she had a moment in Mulan, the live action, even though it wasn't too long. But anyways, but it's cool to see, yeah, uh, more bounty hunters in this era of the of the Star Wars universe. So I'm excited for it. No, I'm telling you, man, it's giving me all sorts of crazy tingly feels. Uh, Fred, is there any way that I could kind of deal with that, sir? Yeah, I got you. I've got you on this one, Winston. Uh, we, we don't have to do it three times. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, folks, uh, if you experience stress or anxiety or chronic pain or have trouble sleeping once a week, um, your name is Brett Sheridan or you're everybody else in the world. Um, you're definitely not alone. Uh Personally, I, I check off all the boxes and even more. Uh, but that's uh, when I discovered Feels. Uh, it's a premium CBD delivered directly to your doorstep. It helps you feel uh, uh, good naturally. It reduces stress, anxiety, sleeplessness. Um, it, personally, for me, I, it, sleeping's my big one. And it's just it's just something to calm you down. But it also can give you like boosts of energy if you need it as well. It, it's a it's a dual purpose um, uh, kind of a thing. So you, what you do, it's a, a tincture. So you put a few drops under your tongue and you feel the difference in a few minutes. And and like I was saying, with CBD, you got to find the right dose to get the effect that you want to get. So you got to give yourself a couple of weeks to experiment with it and find and just dial it in the way you need it. And that's why they have a hotline where you can call in and they'll walk you through your personal experience. Um, again, my mother called them up, dropped my name. They did, had never heard of me, but she didn't. She still got the same discount you're going to get. <laughs> so <laughs> feels works nationally to help you feel better. There's no high hangover or addiction. Um, um, if you want to join the Fields community and get Fields delivered to your door every month, you can save money on every order, and you can pause or cancel any time. So it's got me feeling better, and it can help you too. Become a member today by going to fields.com slash S-E-N and get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash S-E-N to become a member and get 50% off automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. One more time. Fields.com slash S-E-N. Go ahead. Go there and feel better. (laughs) That's what's up. 50% (laughs) off and free shipping. That's almost free 99, sir. Like, that's my favorite price. <laughs> free 99. I love it. <laughs> uh, 
Um, but yeah, so real quick, uh, I know Kate will be here soon. Uh, Dan, you know, it's, it's we don't get to have you on all the time. Uh, let's talk a little minute about uh, all my movies, man. I've been yeah. a big fan of this show. Uh, and I know that me and you, you know, uh, were chatting earlier this week and how Kevin McAllister is a psychopath. <laughs> so yes. I, I yes. haven't gotten a chance to see this episode yet because I was working pretty late last night. But like, tell us about this most recent episode, man. <laughs> yeah, no, because we, we did. We talked about Home Alone and Home Alone Two, and you know, Home Alone is a holiday. It's a it's a holiday classic. It, it's a it's I I watch it so much, and I grew up with it. But yeah, it's it's something that we'd mentioned too was um, Home Alone Two, and we and I talk about it in the show is it's like it's like so many sequels. It kind of reminds me of Die guy Hard over there donated twenty dollars. Hello, Sen Crew. Hi Dan, I saw the Home Alone video yesterday and I just wanted to say I appreciate the research you put into it. I never considered how much credit the stunt team deserves. Mm. Everyone please watch Mm. it. Also I like all three theatrical movies. I like how, I like the, the, I like the the little bit of uh, a class that the computer put on movies Movies. (laughs) yeah no it's it the stunt team is something that i mentioned is is uh you know i didn't even think about it really so i was looking at how they made the movie the stunts i mean the the movie doesn't work without those stunts and and you know i like to go back and look at the behind the scenes stuff and when you talk to those guys like they first of all you couldn't do it this way like they weren't wearing pads they weren't they didn't put down pads on the ground they just threw themselves up in the air and just would land on their backs and then and that's that's just how they would do it and so it's insane like chris columbus says that he said that he wouldn't he would sometimes couldn't watch the stunts because he was worried that he was going to watch them die he said like he would like say action and then look away and then when they were done he'd be like did we get it and then would so yeah no definitely uh not an osha friendly set (laughs) <laughs> uh perhaps by today's standards um but yeah the, we talking about home alone one home alone two is like so many other sequels it, it reminds me a lot of die hard too in that it's pretty much the same movie as the first yeah. one but yeah. you have to like increase everything by 50 percent because right. people already saw the first one and so you got to go bigger and whatever um but the unintended side effect of that is that kevin goes from like this kind of precocious kid who's defending his house in the first one to like a sadistic psychopath in home alone too. Like the traps that he sets are like, he's not just trying to catch them. He's trying to punish them. He's like, he's like, he's passing judgment on them. uh, You know, like there's the one where where Marv is getting electrocuted and he like turns the electricity up. So like Marv gets electrocuted (laughs) worse. Like he couldn't throw one brick. He's got to throw four bricks. Home alone too really does turn Kevin into like, he had far more problems stemming from that first incident than anybody ever cared to uh, to, to diagnose because he's got some issues. He's got Bro, some real issues. Because, like, cause like, again, we like, <laughs> me, you chatted. It was one of those situations where it's like, bruh, if they were robbing the toy store, not only is it insured, that's the first thing, but if yes. you just wanted to bust them, you take the photo. Maybe you yep. get them with the initial trap that they get hit. Like when they fly into the car, Sutherland donated twenty dollars. Welcome to the show, the goat of the Schmodown, Dan Murrell. <laughs> Loving all my movies. Loved your Home Alone episode, and definitely think there needs to be an Oscar for stunt work. It's a shame there isn't. Yeah. Hi Ryan. Hi Brett. Schlong. Schlong. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I agree. There should there should be an Oscar uh, for stunt work. Um, yeah. 
But like he literally could have stopped them at the toy store, run to the police station. Yo, these are the wet bandits. Here's the picture of them robbing the money. I just saw them leave the toy store. Nah, nah, nah. You took them to an abandoned house. I don't care if it's your auntie's house. An abandoned house and tortured these grown men for what had to have been a couple of hours. It, yeah, it seemed like 20 minutes to us. That had to have been hours because you you were you were dropping people off of fire escapes you're sending them down three stories they had to crawl upstairs with broken spines to fucking mm, mm. i can say the f word on here yeah i'm so used to i'm so used to the ig <laughs> show that i right. <laughs> like it's just it's ridiculous and and we i i told you this dan uh jay and i on blurds we did a who who you got like who's more of a psychopath jigsaw or kevin Mm-hmm. And I had Kevin, and I swear to God, Kevin is worse because at least Jigsaw gives you an out. You might lose yeah. an arm, but you're out. Kevin right. is trying to. So. Right. And yeah, and they don't show the 25 minutes where Kevin is just like waiting for them to hurt themselves again while Harry's like unconscious, uh, bleeding <laughs> internally from a bag of wrenches being dropped on his head. And Kevin's just patiently sitting there, you know, like Darth Maul in episode one, just pacing and waiting for them to fall into his next <laughs> trap. Yeah, no, he's. He's got a well because they brought up in the, the with the commentaries they brought up Chris Columbus was like he's like I don't think he ever told his parents about the Wet Bandits, nope. so it's like he's been living alone, he he's home alone in his head with what <laughs> happened in the first movie and I think the second movie it's really affecting the guy you know. Yep, I a thousand percent agree, man. Do any of the three of you are you fans of Home Alone? Big time. Um. Yeah, I just sent it to Ryan. I don't know if we could show it on this, but or we can put in the link to maybe watch later. But I did do um, back at Collider. Um, uh, my friend Leaf Gantford and I were gonna we're trying to pitch to doing some uh, um, sketches and things like that, film sketches. And we did Home Alone at Christmas. Uh, my son is in it, and my father actually makes a brief appearance. And the the concept is basically they left him home on purpose because he's an asshole. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he did try and kill his brother twice. His brother took the last cheese pizza, he tried to strangle him, and then his yeah. brother was fake drumming on his head, and he tried to shove him <laughs> off a stage, hoping it would kill. I mean, I will Kevin's never not problems. take Kevin's side when it comes to Buzz. Well, Buzz, I agree with you. I agree. Buzz, Buzz is an is, asshole. Buzz is the real asshole in the family. Everyone says it's Kevin. It's Buzz. It's Buzz. I, we all I, know it's Buzz. I 1,000% agree, especially after the, the Christmas Carol when he was like, beat that, you little trout sniffer. I'm like, bro. <laughs> Nah, yeah. that was that was that was pretty bad. That was yeah. pretty bad. But I, I, I don't know. I, I what Sorry. was that? Sorry about that, guys. Oh, <laughs> it was okay. I was just pulled up what Brett sent me. Yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah. Okay. I'm not. A, I'm not sure if we're allowed to play. I mean, it was. You know. I mean. Well, yeah, you know, we'll it, we'll link it in the description. Um, if you yeah, want to check yeah, it out. Yeah. It probably would be choppy anyway, but it was a lot of fun. And yeah, no, I love Home Alone. That's uh, that's definitely a, a. I don't even think my son had seen it. So he didn't even know what we were spoofing when we had him play him. I think it was that was the fun part. I, I don't even know if we've ever had him watch it. I need to do that. You know what's you know what's super convoluted, but is still a very fun watch is Home Alone Three. It's not by any means of the imagination a good movie, and obviously there's a lot of it's a full cast turnover because you know they didn't they didn't bring in the same people, the same family, but like the traps in it are like kind of fun, including like. You know how some homes have those like elevator laundry chutes that can go up and yeah. down to like take mm-hmm. like one of the one of them gets caught in there. One of them probably is gonna die of hypothermia because they jump through a frozen pool. Like, is there's a lot of fun traps in that one uh, that are maybe less. I'm trying to murder you since the <laughs> child is like seven again. 
you know the pigeon lady in the second one i've had mixed feelings each time i've watched it there's some some years when i watch it that really moves me and then other years i'm like it's kind of like a random person because it's not like the old man who's shoveling in the first one who like really has that emotional pull but uh right what, what do you guys think of the pigeon lady in the second one I mean, I liked her. He he made it. He made a friend. You know what I mean. And like, it seems like she didn't have very many. The fact that he went back out and gave her the turtle dove oh, was like, we're gonna dove. be friends for friends forever. She saved him. She almost got shot for him. Oh you know what I'm gosh. saying? Like, thank God he actually dumped all that goop on on uh, the wet bandits because or the sticky bandits. At that point, they really were sticky because then the bird seed could stick to them and actually save them. So like. I don't know, man. I, I like I like I like her a lot, and she didn't murder them. Like uh, Dan, Dan Dan pointed me to an old uh, an old uh, honest action over at Screen Junkies, where like the shovel to the face murders both Harry and Marv. Yes, like yes, they're does. dead. The birds aren't gonna murder them. They're just probably gonna probably get a really bad like avian flu or something like that since they got attacked by pigeons for like ten minutes. But. I do have to say I like Brenda Fricker, but that's one thing where I'm kind of critical of Kevin because like the old man Marley in the first one, like he's like they have this weird contentious relationship. But like old man Marley has a house. He lives next door. Uh, Home Alone two. You know, she's living in the park. It's cold. Yeah. It's snowy. She's sleeping like in the attic. I promise you it's not air conditioned or heated. And he comes out and he gives her like a turtle dove. Like, dude just spent $900 on room service. His family is in a, a two-story suite behind him at the Plaza Hotel. And he's like, here's an ornament. I'm going to go be warm with my family. Good luck, lady. And then he flies home to Chicago with everybody else. Like, give her like a hundred bucks or something, Kevin. Jeez. I mean, she literally saved his life he saved his Holy life and he just leaves her out in the cold like good luck with your Here's freaking ornament life. lady uh you know Damn. see you never <laughs> you remember, remember rob schneider is in too he He's is like the bellman yeah. do you guys remember and also with tim curry it's like tim like curry duo there I love the uh, the TV bit in the second one a little bit more than the first. Oh, a thousand percent! It's a lie. Like that one. Cliff, Cliff the, like the, the old security guard. <laughs> yeah. it's a lie. No, it's not true. <laughs> it's a lie. Well, no, that was that was actually a scene that my cousin, my sister, and I we played on repeat, and I I like learned to imitate most of the characters in there, especially Cliff, because he was so taken aback. But like. <laughs> It was it was the Rob Schneider in this movie was hilarious. Like always asking for the tip. I thought that that was really funny. Um, but Kevin's mom, yeah, exactly right. And then it's like, no, I still got some. He's like, oh, I guess. Which again, Kevin is a psychopath because he knew damn well you're supposed to give money as a tip and gave gum the first time. So then when the dude was like, I don't need any more gum, he's like, oh, so you don't want any of these hundreds of dollar bills? I son, I mean, more for me. Like, dude, he is a, just a bratty little sociopath. Well, because he stiffed the pizza guy in the first one, too. That's he's like, right. He's like, cheapskate. And then he, like, pretends to murder him. Uh, yeah, no, he's... <laughs> Get down on your knees and tell me you love me. I love you. I lo- that's why it works so well, because Tim Curry sells us so well. I love you. No, you got to do better than that. I love you. Like, it's just, oh, God. Uh, that is the best scene of that entire movie for sure. Yeah. And, uh, I thought it was a real film too. I mean, it, you know, I was I young enough. I thought it was something that they were pulling. I, it was, I was disappointed when I found out they made that it, up. But, I, so that's, so that's, that's real. I, I thought someone had told me that those were fake movies. I thought, I thought they were real too. Yeah. 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 No, I think they filmed that first. 
they, uh, at least uh, on the first movie, that's like the first thing they did was they did those, they did that fake movie and then they did everything else. <laughs> that's pretty great. I, I love that. All right, y'all, we got coming in the Den Master Extraordinaire, none other than Kate Mulligan. What's up, girl? Uh oh, she can't hear us yet. What's up, girl? Hi, <laughs> you guys. I'm. I'm so sorry. I uh, was just running a um, kindergarten holiday party. Oh, <laughs> yeah. A likely story. I had bought them. <laughs> oh, was I, Kate? Right. That's why I was. <laughs> I bought everybody in the class little um, Lego Christmas trees. So I was just trying to navigate telling them how to build them. And I, th I think it went really well, guys. I think it went really well. I bet. I Aww. bet. I bet there was no uh, interruptions with random thoughts or uh, questions. Or... Oh my god, I have all the teacher. I have all of the teacher lingo down. Like, because I told you, I think I told you guys that the first time I did the, uh, the I did the holiday, the Halloween party too, and I was like, here we're gonna play bingo, and I was like, okay, B haunted house, bingo. And I was like, no, what? no what? that's that's amazing that you only you got bingo already. <laughs> You're an idiot. Shut up. I also yeah. use the kid's real name. <laughs> <laughs> Names were not changed. Anyway, um, hello. Hi. How are we doing? We're good. We're, we're talking about uh, Home Alone. Uh, oh, Ooh. see, I, I forgot. That makes you swoon. Which, by the way, now that Kate's here, she's actually the most expensive person to have on SEN. So send in those super chats. Send in those super chats. <laughs> We gotta. We have to Whoa. pay her appearance fee. That's why she only comes in for half the show because she's so pricey. So please, please, please send those in. Yeah. What do you oh What do you think? God. What do you think about Home Alone? Before we move on to the next news story, Kate. Uh, I think I need to immediately dispel that I'm the most expensive person <laughs> before we even touch Home Alone. I am the baseline. But <laughs> what you doing? You're trying to you're trying to keep your hosting gig by getting girl, the money up. I got it, but like it was, real clear. it's both that and girl, I'm trying to set you up so then when the next show calls, your quote is already through the roof and they just gotta mm -hmm. deal with it. I'm trying to I'm trying to help help me help you, Kate. <laughs> My God. Um, okay. Well, uh well, boy, tell you what, uh, I don't even know how to recover from this because I'm like, no, but seriously, guys. Yeah. <laughs> but seriously, guys, I'm not. I don't. Home Alone for me is, um, well, first of all, I grew up in the suburbs and um, of the suburbs of Chicago. So John Hughes was like, I mean, Uncle Buck. I mean, come on. But it wasn't, we were like in the western suburbs, which are notoriously mm. not as nice as the northern suburbs, which is where he shot everything. But then I went to Northwestern. So Evanston is right next door to where he shot all of his films. Mm -hmm. And I nannied for a family. And like every Christmas we would drive around. I would drive the kids and we'd like, it's time to go see the Home Alone house. And we would drive <laughs> oh, to the wow. house. It was, it was just, I mean, it was, it was magical. Also like when he runs out of the drugstore, yeah. there was one day she, the, the, the mom, cause I also did errands and stuff for her. There was one day she had me like go pick some uh, prescription up. And like, as I was leaving, I like looked across and it was the Hubbard woods um, where he runs across, like where they were doing ice skating. In the, and I was like, <laughs> I was so excited. I was like, I'm here. And it was like the kind of pharmacy where you're like, just put it on the mulligan tab. And they're like, got it. <laughs> like, yeah. Kind of money. You know what wow. I mean? Wow. But That's um, crazy. yeah. But anyway, I for me, Home Alone, I just that is and it's a movie that I've already shown my I think I showed him when he was four. Even I was like, it's, it's a little scary, but it's fine. Um, And it's just I just think it's one of the greatest uh, holiday movies of all time. 
It so is. according to Dan, you're teaching your children to be psychopaths. That's what you missed that part of the whole uh, oh. conversation. <laughs> yeah. I, can, I can walk that back. <laughs> Just that. No, no. <laughs> to be fair, you're only a psychopath if you show your kids Home Alone 2. One in my, I agree with you. One, one in my opinion is is the castle defense and stand your ground. You came yeah. into my house. I'm an eight year old. Yeah. Some Christmas ornaments down and you know make the doorknob hot so you go away. I'll give you that one. The minute you get to New York and you're at your aunt's abandoned apartment and you decided I'm going to throw bricks from a third story building at your face, nah, fuck that. <laughs> you are a little sociopath. <laughs> well, also, I um, one of my best friends was in a, a production of Merchant of Venice, uh, mm. and um, I, so I was in the the I was backstage with her. This was like the one that Al Pacino was in. But anyway, she she the, uh, Uncle Jerry. I was like, why do I know this guy? Why? And, and then I was like, oh my God, it's look what you did, you little jerk. Oh, no. <laughs> and if you think if you think I had any chill about putting that together, you no. would be Al Pacino's there, and I'm like, you're look what you did, you little jerk. Well, this lady, wow. why is she talking to the Home Alone guy? What? <laughs> that's not no, even right that's over like... here. Nobody's saying shit to me. <laughs> that's not even that's not even my favorite line of his. It's the I'm talking about, and yeah. I wonder who could it be? Cause you know, I'm the heaviest cat, the heaviest cat you ever did see. When the city walking down, it's hey, 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 and I wonder what girl, hey, 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 and you know, no at the twerk, cause you know I'm the king of the food. Get out of here, you nosy little pervert! I'm gonna slap you silly. Like, By the wow. way, I, I realized I called him oh. Uncle Jerry, but his real name is Jerry. His he's Uncle Frank in the movie, but he's the Frank. actor's name is Jerry. Oh, yep. I'm sure. Yep. I'm sure Dan Merle was a second away from correcting me on that. <laughs> I swallowed it. I swallowed the correction, but it was like still right in the middle of my throat. You're like, no, don't 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 swallow that, dude. That's how brain aneurysms happen. Don't do that. Don't do that. Oh my god. The chat is blowing up. You're being canceled, Kate. <laughs> All right. oh, I'm sure oh, yeah. Alex is losing his mind. We haven't talked about a news story since oh, 1015. So, sir, Ooh. what else we got? Oh, yeah. So speaking of Christmas movies, John McTiernan, director of Die Hard, has weighed in on one of the most contentious debates that have torn the <gasps> film community apart. This debate gets reinvigorated every year, and in a video posted by the American Film Institute, McTiernan addressed this major, major issue, saying, We hadn't intended it to be a Christmas movie, but the joy that came from it is what turned it into a Christmas movie. There were genuine, genuinely evil people out there, and my hope at Christmas this year is that you will all remember that authoritarians are low-status, angry men who have gone to rich people and said, if you give us power, we will make sure nobody takes your stuff. McTiernan also said that he took inspiration from It's a Wonderful Life and the representation of the evil of unregulated capitalism, and only agreed to direct the movie after he was allowed to have John McClane be a working-class, real human being and all the people in authority were portrayed as foolish. So, Winston, has McTiernan changed your opinion? Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Let me change my opinion. I've said Die Hard is one of the greatest Christmas movies of all time for a long time. I was always on the right side of this argument. All right, look, here's the thing. I've said this. We did this. We did a whole episode of the IG show Mondays at 4 p.m. about this. <laughs> and it was specifically that 
to me, a Christmas movie is a movie that has Christmas as part of the story. It doesn't have to be necessarily a part of the plot, but if it's a key part of the story. So for example, Die Hard doesn't happen if he doesn't decide to go visit his estranged wife on Christmas. It literally doesn't happen. Then he goes to the holiday party. So yes, that's a Christmas movie. Batman Returns. Literally multiple times. It's about the Christmas tree lighting ceremony, the 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 feeling of forgiving to give Oswald Cobblepot an opportunity to find his parents. It's a Christmas movie. Iron Man Three. Tony gives a big ass bunny to 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 uh, to Pepper, and he even gives himself the early Christmas gift of getting the shrapnel taken out of his heart by the end of the movie. Spoiler alert. It's an East, it's an Easter movie. Everybody oh, knows oh, Iron Man yes, 3 is an yes, Easter yes, movie. Yes, there it is. There yes. it is. Thank you. Thank it's you. Giant Bunny must have been an Easter movie. Yes. So that's, oh, so that's I'm with all. you. I'm with you. I'm with I appreciate you. Thank, thank, thank you, Kate. Thank you. Um, speaking of which, Kate, do you agree? Like, has this said it for you? Well, is this I'm, now? Well, I don't I don't know that I ever weighed in one way or another. <laughs> I'm actually interested in your distinction between story and plot. Because I don't uh, know, I'm I'm confused. Like, because I don't, I hate to be that guy that's like semantics, sure. but I'm actually interested in the distinction. Well, plot meaning that like the actual specific like point A to point B, we're we're like the we're going into the the Nakamura building. We're, we're going to try and take it over. John McClane's trapped in the thing, and like the plot meaning you're you're having to move stuff for it versus the general story of an action movie taking place in like a skyscraper. You know what I'm saying? Like I, Dan might be able to explain it a little bit better since I know this kind of what he yeah. does. No, I, know. Living, I, but... I feel what you're saying. It's like this, the story of Die Hard is uh, 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 New York cop fights uh, terrorists in a building on Christmas Eve. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, that could be, that could go either way depending, but like the plot of the movie and I'm with you Winston and I did this on all my movies as well. And I went into this exact argument um I, I you know i'm not quite as liberal with the christmas movie tag but i will i will fight for die hard as a christmas movie because you know I, it's it's got to be with like how essential is christmas to the plot of the movie and i think that like the reason that the whole thing happens is because they're having the christmas party and the rest of the building is empty those two things have to exist in order for the plot of the movie to happen and so uh and and all the christmas references and the the the, the christmas tape and the whole the, the, now i have a machine gun and and I, I think it's undeniably a christmas movie and bruce willis can say it's not all he wants bruce willis says a lot of stuff that's why he's not <laughs> worth remembering when i'm doing the speed round um on a, in a team's match not that i remember things like that but i i uh <laughs> i i think it's undeniably a christmas movie because it's not just a story thing like it's on christmas eve the plot of the movie ties into christmas repeatedly okay yeah, there we have that's... it there you go so does that change your mind kate or what what no i i know no my mind was never my mind was never any direction (laughs) i was truly just like what's the difference between story and plot because i was trying to figure it out myself also i feel like we need a sound bite where after dan talks we're like and the goat has spoken and then it's just a that will work on that ryan can you ryan i hate to give you notes publicly but (laughs) any chance we can work on that drop that would be huge Uh, i'll work on it right now Thank you. <laughs> you guys, the goat has spoken. <laughs> one of those screaming goats. Yes. Ah! <laughs> <Yes>. ah! <laughs> Brett, did this did this sway you, bro? Are you considering this a, a Die Hard Die Hard a Christmas movie now, or are you just you know? Well, I know Drunk Brett had a little something to say about it <laughs> in uh, the the rendition of All I Want for Christmas yesterday, but um, I. 
I guess, you know, I think it swayed me a little bit. I guess it's just, I for the longest time, I felt like people were just saying it was a Christmas movie just to be controversial or be like, oh, you don't know anything because, you know, so, so just to me, it always <laughs> felt like that to me. Like, it is totally a Christmas movie and this is why, you know. So, um, yeah, I mean, sure, it's a Christmas movie. It's not a, anything I would sit down with the family and go, all right, we're going to read The <laughs> Night Before Christmas and watch Die Hard. <laughs> um, so in that sense I don't consider it uh, a Christmas movie but yes in terms of what uh, and I didn't watch this video um, it was because it's it set it up as in a, in a rambling uh, video um, uh, the, the was it the director was explaining the AFI thing nobody else watched it either it was 12 minutes long I watched uh, 30 I was, seconds of it I was building a Lego Christmas tree <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't get the big explanation um, from that either. So Fair. maybe if you have 12 minutes to kill, check it out. And uh... right. No, that, that makes Link sense. in the description. I don't know. I'll, I'll check it out. I'll check it out. I, I, I didn't. I, I read the, 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 the highlights because I knew Alex would break it down so well. But also, Alex, I mean, you do have the diehard photo with a Santa hat on John McClane in the back. So does that mean that you agree that it's a Christmas movie or you feel differently? I mean, this was a still from the movie. This is not photoshopped, so mm. it clearly is a Christmas movie. And Yippie Kaye, motherfucker, is a Santa Claus quote. He has said that in various uh, various books, so it's clearly a Christmas movie. Wait a minute, I haven't watched it. I haven't watched it yet this year. He has the Santa head on in the vents. No, oh, no, no he, I was he, like, bro, bro. No. I was like, wait. I was like, wait, wait, wait. Wait, got him. People Wait. overlook people overlook the scene where he's in the shaft and he's got the Santa hat on and he puts the lights. Says, Come out to the coast. We'll get together, have a few laughs in this movie that was intended to be for Christmas. And then he closes. And people forget that part. I don't know why this is such a debate. But to oh, be clear, man. movies movies that just like there's any element of it that happens around Christmas like Mean Girls there's a big pivotal scene that happens around Christmas right mm. is them doing Jingle Bell or whatever that song is right but mm -hmm. that's not a Christmas movie we're not saying that we're saying like when the events of the story relate to the time yes. of year so like Shazam yeah. for example is a Christmas movie yeah, because Shazam sure. like that whole that whole thing is happening during oh. Christmas it's the whole idea of his gift ends up being like a new family he gives powers to his siblings they're, they're, like the biggest other element of a Christmas movie, in my opinion, is is a thousand percent uh, family. That's ultimately what it comes down to. John McClane is trying to repair his family. Kevin feels bad about throwing his family out so he can murder two dudes and then they come back. You know what I'm saying? Shazam, him <laughs> trying to get a family. Batman returns. Oswald Cobblepot wants his family slash Bruce wants to make Selena his family, but she cray cray. So like, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like uh, Iron Man realizing he owes better to Pepper. These are all elements that I feel like the spirit of Christmas we typically get told is it's not the commercialism. It's about who you spend it with. And I think that that is another key element as to what is a Christmas movie one way or not. But that's again, my rubric, everybody has their own thing. I don't know. I think I feel like that's uh, uh, sad. Yeah. We go now to the goat who definitely was choking <laughs> back some words during the show. <laughs> I would put Shazam. <laughs> <laughs> that work? Yo, Santa is Santa actually is all throughout that movie running away talking about, oh Jesus, it's a demon. Like that's true. 
That's true. I would. I. I would. I personally, it's a borderline movie. I'd. I'd personally put it more in the in the in the Christmas is a background movie rather than Christmas. Okay. It's a Christmas movie, but it, okay. listen, it's a very subjective. It's a very. The subjective. underscore K That's underscore fair. Wolf donated twenty dollars. Hey crew, always great to see Winston host and to see the goat Dan. Just wanted to give a birthday shout out to the great PLD salute, sir. Oh, Yo, happy, birthday. Birthday. happy birthday! Happy birthday to Paul! Happy birthday, Paul! Kate, uh, Uncle Brent, it's his—it's his birthday today too. My, Brent, my Brent Harnish, bestest buddy from Nebraska. He was—he was a guest on our show recently. <laughs> so oh, yeah, if you're... Uncle Brent, <laughs> PLD, no. and Uncle Brent have PLD. the same birthday. That's what's what? up, man. Sad season. Let's go. Do we know what the L stands for in the in PLD? Uh, oh, ooh. Lewis. Lewis. Paul. I, Paul, I think it's Yakabeta. Paul, Paul Yakabeta. <laughs> um, I thought I thought it was you. I thought it was like a like a you know how like BDE is like big dick energy. I thought it was hmm. PLB kind of stood for a similar you know like pretty large. Paul Long. You know? oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. You know, okay. Yeah. Well, that's just a, that's just a random guess. I don't know. Okay. I don't know that's wow. Just... Okay. So happy happy extra birthday to you, Paul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of ah. Uncle Brent, he did point out to me that the uh, Wendy's is using big bacon energy in their commercials. Like, oh, that's a little, yeah, it's a little for the baconator. It's a little, I don't know. I don't know a... Oh my god! Oh. That's when you know it's done when it makes it into a fast food ad. Yeah, that's the life cycle of a of a of a, 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 a saying or a phrase. Oh man! All right, Alex. I think I think PLD stands for people love donations, like yes, we do. So oh. please get your streamlabs in because we're kind of light on questions. Congratulations, oh, Paul. No. We oh, clogged in your name and your thank birthday. You. Yes, we have. Yes, we have. <laughs> and also, thank you, Alex, for asking for donations without making it seem like I'm the expensive part of the show. <laughs> Yo, Alex, just for that, man, why don't you give us another story, man? You earned it. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Thank you very much. Gold I really star. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's talk about uh, the Liz McGuire revival at Disney Plus will no longer happen. With Hilary Duff confirming the news on Instagram, Duff explained that they weren't able to find a new showrunner after the firing of creator and revival showrunner Terry Mitchell. Gizmo donated twenty dollars. Don't forget to watch my movie this Christmas season, or I will take a bath and have all my offspring eat after midnight and send them to your house. Have them hotwire your electric chair and send you flying out your second floor window while we sing carols. I've never seen Gremlins. I need yep. to see that. Strangely, that Gremlins doesn't have anything to do with any of that. I think this person's just crazy. <laughs> I also love that none of us knew Gremlins well enough to make that correction. <laughs> no, I think I think I think that is very much what happens in Gremlins. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I was like, uh... oh, no. it's a threat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, go ahead, Alex. Sorry. Uh, yeah. So uh, Terry Minsky was uh, she left the project in this past January after filming two episodes. There were behind-the-scenes clashes over the show's creative direction, with Duff and most of the creative team wanting to tackle more adult topics, but were unable to come to a compromise with Disney Plus who wanted the revival to be more like the family-friendly original series. Winston, what do you think of this news and the, the revival not no longer happening? 
I think I feel really bad that I made my girlfriend and her best friend cry because I definitely saw Hillary Duff's post about it and forwarded it to them while I was working yesterday. And they were like, what the fuck? Oh, God. And I was like, oh, man, I, maybe I should have just waited on that and let them find out on their own. Um, for, the, for the audio listeners, Winston's girlfriend is white. <laughs> Thank you, Kate. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, I, <laughs> hey look look as, as a black man and my black sister we love lizzie mcguire too so i i actually am on the side of duffy and i feel bad she she's right yeah. i don't think it makes sense to just drop us back in and and lizzie hasn't gone through things like she was a preteen when this happened so that makes sense that her story is maybe a little more like nuanced and and family friendly but then once she becomes an adult, she probably has seen some stuff. And I think that it would have made more sense if not on Disney Plus, maybe on Hulu to like let her be an adult. Um, it's sad that, that we're not going to get to see this. But, you know, um, it, it, it happens. Alex, were you a big Lizzie McGuire fan at all, man? I was not. But it sucks to see that this is hap- that the, uh, she's not going to be able to get her her due diligence with a second series because we are getting like full house got it um got a newer take mm-hmm. um i know that uh, another show that is getting like a legacy sequel is um like night court also but um i was not a big lizzie mcguire fan but i know that like christian rubicaba was very saddened to see yeah. see this happen but yeah this what about you the one where they had the like uh, uh petition to bring it back right am i thinking of something else i don't, was, I don't oh, think uh, so that was with um, uh, somebody else, I think. Um, Veronica Mars? Five. Four. Five. Yeah, you got it. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> four. Useless <laughs> trivia. Right, right, right. I'm not. I'm not saying that uh, our other three, our other three panelists, wouldn't have potentially watched Lizzie McGuire. But okay. just knowing that me, you, and Alex are a little bit closer in age, because I want to say, Dan, you're like what, thirty six? I am I am a 37 almost 38 year old man. Okay. Even the original run, I think it'd be a little weird if I had little strong feelings about Lizzie. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So 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 uh Ryan, what what do you think, man? Were you a Lizzie McGuire fan or Ryan's you too young. That's the other thing. Ryan's like I couldn't I couldn't look at an older woman like that. Oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's exactly how old are you? Well, we're all guessing my age right now. Uh, <laughs> keeping the mystery. No, I Twelve. I, I did Twelve. Well, you're, you're warm. Uh, no, I, I didn't <laughs> I didn't really watch <laughs> I watched some of Lizzie McGuire. I, I was always like that teen Nick and uh, Disney Channel every so often, like maybe like our cousins or whatever. Um, but I, what kind of bums me out about this is I would love to see a lot of shows from from that era get adult takes today. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah. Like, I want to see Zoe 101 just doing a normal nine Drake to five. And Josh, baby. I want to see Drake and Josh and like what happened to Drake. Um, and, and just a ton of different. I, I think that'd be a really creative way to go. It's just, it's unfortunate that they couldn't work something out and i definitely think disney's bumming about this because that's a huge draw for a ton of people oh a thousand um, like percent. the way we were freaking about star wars last week there's I, just as many people i think would have been excited about lizzie mcguire um but no i, I wasn't a huge fan uh that's a bummer that uh hillary duff's not gonna have another go at this yeah i think so and i i think she's actually a pretty decently talented actress and and i would just i like seeing people work that's my other thing i mean everybody that's in this industry you like it when people get jobs just because you know what it's like to to, to hustle and survive out here you know what i mean so I, i'm also bummed out that 
that cast doesn't get an opportunity to, to go back at it again. I will say Hilary Duff sort of has a, um, uh, has sort of had a pivot in her career though. Mm. She actually has a very, very successful children's, uh, clothing boutique or something. Oh. I don't know. Like, I feel like all of the sort of, um, celeb type, like the, uh, mm. they all are always, it's like called like Harlow. I don't know what is it, but it's, but she, she definitely, I don't, I, I don't know that she is hurting and needs this. And I think that's probably one of the reasons why she could put her could dig her heels in more because i don't think she's on the breadline yet you know what i mean i think she's no for sure and i think no not that i'm not saying that you were saying she was either yeah, yeah, i yeah. never i was a too old because i'm older than merle i was i'm a 1982 baby but um but i also we never had cable so i oh. never had a chance to watch any of that so but she i have since followed her in my later years and she's definitely sort of an entrepreneur Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they brought back saved by the bell that's that's the only they, they successfully brought that yes. back in my yes. opinion I, that was yes. my that's my lizzie mcguire that's what okay. i okay word I word word no respect brett any feelings one way or the other um well as the oldest person here today uh, <laughs> 10 years older than dan merle um to be exact nine uh, years older than me though do the yes math. yes so uh yeah i i don't know i don't remember watching it or my kids watching it i don't know when this came out i initially saw this story and was like oh ha 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 lizzie mcguire didn't get it and then when i read it i actually did feel bad about it because it was just it, it seemed like a goofy non-story to me but then i kind of was like oh that does that seems like that's too bad for them that they wanted to go with a more adult approach to it and i think that would have been uh cool because again the the audience that have, would have watched this has grown to be the same age as lizzie right. so they would have you know they didn't want to see her dealing with you know child like uh, uh problems they, they wanted to see her mature so yeah. I, I feel yeah. bad for them I'm going to say I, something that I have zero basis. I'm so sorry, Alex. I have okay. zero basis to say. But you look at Hilary Duff, her music career was probably around the same time as Mandy Moore. And they are friends. And you look at, like, Mandy Moore has now gone on to be, like, in this amazing drama. She's, like, shown her acting chops. She's, like, I bet that Hilary Duff is looking for something similar. She doesn't want to have, like, the canned laughter. She's, mm -hmm. like, what? you know, I, and, I, again, I have no basis for this. But I just think, like oh, if I was sort of coming up at the same time as somebody else and I saw that they were able to make this sort of career shift, I don't know. I think that would be lucrative to me because uh, it'd be like, oh, well, I can, I could, I could be on This Is Us too. And I don't know. I wonder if that that's some sort of impetus for her wanting to do this. No, I, I, I kind of agree with you because I'm trying to pull her IMDb up right now. To my knowledge, I don't think she ever got a chance because what she did that, Cinderella story, Raise Your Voice, the perfect man like she never really got a chance to um really kind of shift into a more adult uh i agree with you more i guess adult. i just i don't know i mean i haven't really followed her career that much but i just feel like mandy moore has gotten acclaim for that part and i don't know that hillary duff has ever been acclaimed in a drama role but nope. maybe she has not looking at nope. her imdb it's a lot of it's a lot of it's a lot of like more kid type stuff or family friendly type stuff so i agree with you she may have wanted to Oh, I forgot. Oh my God. How did I forget about that one? She had an episode of Law and Order SVU that I was like, this bitch. Like that was, <laughs> that was I forgot about that. She like was abusing her kid and then like not sexually, but like slapping him around. And then her mama was abusing her. And it was like, oh man, that episode was amazing. But that was like the only adult thing she really did. So I yeah. I also don't I I that might not be a bad look, Kate, as to what's going on no, there. Just saying. Well. 
Yeah. Or even if she has a, done drama stuff, yeah. So. You think we could get a Hillary Duff slice on the wheel? Is there enough Ooh. there? <laughs> I mean, maybe a new 2021. We can only hope. We can only hope. A Duff yeah. slice. <laughs> I think we could get it going, dog. Uh, you got, you got. Let's see. Uh, Cinderella story. You got yep. the Lizzie McGuire movie. Uh, what goes up? That's enough, right? Cheaper by yeah. the dozen, two and Kick, one. Yeah, kick Scorsese off the wheel. I'd say we put on Hillary Duff. <laughs> Listen, we should have kicked him off the wheel after the Irishman. Let's go. Oh, let's go. Oh my God. Um, let's go JK, to another. JK. Piece. Let's go to let's uh real, real quick. Uh, I'm realizing that what Kate just said put Dale me in a Paradise really- Dale Paradise donated $20. What was that? Lord of the Rings <laughs> is my favorite Christmas movie. Jolly old man with white beard. Check elves. Check special trees. Check gift giving. Check the eventual returning of that gift because your weird uncle bought you jewelry. I could go on. Well done. Make a strong case. I'm, I'm just going to say what Kate just said put me in a really weird headspace. So can you help me out with that? Yeah. And uh, that too did that. I mean, that Lord of the Rings comment that really I'm now I can't. I really need to go take a little time out. And, uh, you know, if 2020 wasn't stressful enough, that comment about Lord of the Rings put me over the edge. Uh, that's why you need to discover headspace. It's your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditation in an easy to use app. Uh, Headspace is the one and only meditation app advanced in the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace really can make you feel better. If you're overwhelmed, Headspace has a three-minute SOS meditation for you. Need help falling asleep? Headspace has wind-down sessions their members swear by. And for parents, Headspace has morning meditations you can do with your kids. Do it! Headspace's approach to mindfulness can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase overall sense of well-being. Listen, people, you got to take some time to yourself. Things, even though we're stuck at home, we're still just, I feel like we're just haphazard all over the place. And we really need to take these times to slow down and just kind of get our ground. And that's what Headspace is here to do. Headspace is backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. That's a lot of downloads. Headspace makes it easy for you to build a life-changing meditation practice with mindfulness that works for you on your schedule anytime and anywhere. You deserve to feel better, and Headspace meditation is made simple. Go to headspace.com slash live. That's headspace.com slash live for free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. It's the best deal they have offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash live today and just get your Headspace. It works for like so. Justin? <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Now I need to do Headspace again. Holy crap! That's good shit out of me. Um, Is that all right, now. Goat? <laughs> well, uh, so this particular segment of the show, uh, we're gonna have a baby bit of a spoiler for Spectacular Five. So uh, I'm gonna give y'all a warning now. I'm watching the little timer about the Zoom meeting, so I'll give it about another 15 seconds uh, before we jump into it. Uh, we're going to talk about something that happened at the end of Spectacular and uh, with Kate here and with Dan here, I do want to ask a couple questions. Um, so this is your last warning. Spoiler alert for Spectacular 5. Dope. All right. So, Dan. Yes. At the end of your match, mm. 
Gucci decided that he was great smoking crack and decided to cut you loose. And John Roca clearly was on some sort of meth because he also decided to kick you to the curb. So it sounds like you're the hottest free agent on the market right now, man. Um, tell us about it, bro. Like what, what are your, what are your goals of free agency? What do you think uh, will come out of free agency for you and just in general for the landscape of the factions? I mean, it's not a position I expected to be in. It's, it's, I thought I was pretty firmly entrenched both in a faction and on a team that turned out to not be the case somewhat surprisingly it's really great and i highly recommend it if you are a schmodown competitor there really is no feeling like um uh going through the match that i did uh and then getting dropped by your manager and then getting <laughs> oh, dropped by your teammate uh, all in succession it's it's a it's a really wonderful feeling and and, and i would i really recommend that to anybody but yeah so it, i was rather unexpectedly thrown into the free agent pool um it's been crazy it's been crazy it's been nuts <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 it's like the most flattering kind of stress that I've ever had to deal with in my life because like, uh, you know, I, I, I don't think it's it's talking out of turn to say that I've had multiple calls that Mm -hmm. I've talked to, to several people and everybody has a great, uh, a great idea. Everyone's got a great proposition and it's, and it's, it's, it's an embarrassment of riches, but at the same time, it's, you know, there's so many different options. It's very difficult, but, but in a good way. Well, Christian made it very sure that Kate and I do not attempt to court you while we were on the show, so we're not going to do that. But I am curious, uh, what do you with think? Who of- you're going with? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you what you think the landscape will look like when this is all said and done, because there's a lot. There's a lot going on. The only team that was allowed to lock was Corruption, mm-hmm. and and I guess another spoiler, but we did we did say that before. Uh, and that she's already locked Collins uh, uh, and Corruption, the team. Mm-hmm. So Can Chase- I, I'm going to interrupt for a second because something I did not understand until Christian explained it to me the other day. I was like, what's the benefit of whatever if if you don't get to keep extra people? And he's like, well, she got those players got locked. I didn't realize those three players don't have a choice. Yeah. No. They get locked. No. Yes. No, 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 they no. get they get. No, that's, that's what not, Christian. That's ex- not, that for, no. for. Oh, for Shannon. For Shannon, yes yes, 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 yes. That's what I'm saying. I didn't realize that like the the benefit of being in her position mm-hmm. is that she keeps those people whether they agree to or not. Yes. Whereas the rest of us, whoever we say to lock, they get to decide. Like I could say like oh, I'm 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 locking Brett Sheridan, and Brett could be like actually I really like John Kaiser and go to you know what I mean. Like it's yeah. so I didn't realize that for whatever reason i was unclear on that so i'm like oh that is a benefit because like yes. any one of those three people could have gone somewhere else and she's like yeah. uh-uh <laughs> yeah you locked which, which i'm also curious because i didn't even know about like is that something she could have automatically flexed on players outside of her faction or she could only do that with players in her faction because i didn't ask about that because like if I'm her at that point, like I'm not saying that Chance, obviously Chance and Mike are a dynamic duo and they're they're triple threats. Yeah, you're right though. I would be like, well, but I'm blocking Dan. You're like, you're like, it's like, yeah, yo, like, so I got Adam Collins, I got Dan Merle, and you know, yeah. give me Alex, give me Alex David, and all y'all could go fuck yourself. Like, I, like, <laughs> I, I would have been a savage about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 as I understood it, she got to retain whichever three players on her own on her own faction, faction that she wanted to. Uh, that's the privilege of being the winning manager, which she is, yeah. and she should be congratulated yeah. for that. Yes, exactly. she should be absolutely. Exactly. They certainly had an incredible season. Um, yeah. 
No, a thousand, a thousand percent. Now I'm eating, um, guys. I'm sorry. No, no also, it's, it's great fine. to know it's, one it's faction fine. that I'm, I'm not, you know, apparently not going to, which is that's, good because that's, uh, that, that narrows the, that narrows it down. That does that. Now you only have again. Spoiler alert: the Burning Droogs will not be uh, in the next season. Um, so now you only have what six factions to choose from, or was that well, bad? I mean, math? Seven. If you're, seven. If you're to assume that my no-show manager was Six, accurate and dropping me from the exchange, which uh, yeah. I have no reason to believe that he wasn't, um, then that would take it down to, to six because obviously corruption's got their spot locked up and they draft last. So even if I were not to sign, there's no way I would, I there's would, no way you would I mean, pass I, I don't want to be a John people. Roca about this, but there's no Ooh. way I'd be available Ooh. at the end of the first round. I wouldn't think. Um, <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> But I, uh, I also, <laughs> um, so I think that corruption is probably safely out. And then the exchange, considering that they put me in this situation to begin with, unless Gucci for some reason wants to renegotiate needlessly, I would assume the exchange would be out. So that, so right. we're down to six, right? We're down Fair. to six. Fair. I mean, knowing, knowing that we're having this kind of mix up because last year there was all the, the, in my opinion, nonsense, because, you know, I went from first to seventh as far as draft picks and then all as a new manager. And Kate, you might agree with me here. There was this whole like, all these people are protected, not just champs. Champs made sense, but all these people are just magically protected and people are starting on third base and just kind of rolling with it. And we kind of had to start from scratch. Do you think that we're going to see like a really kind of wacky shift now that like it is this kind of three person signing and then everybody else is just thrown into the draft? I I, who so, was that yeah. too? I'm sorry. Oh, either one of you. Oh, sorry. Okay. Oh. Kate, <laughs> I, uh, I think I think this has been totally bonkers, this whole thing. Because <laughs> I think also it's it's like it's like when my mom used to say to me, like, okay, you can have eight friends at your birthday party. We can't do more than eight. And I was like, but I've got nine friends. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> why can't we just tell, like you know what I mean? It was never it just felt like it just feels like such a cruel like and then and then it's and then it's all about draft positions to like Winston, somebody like you, you had such an amazing season and the first round is a little tricky for you because you're not getting you're getting the second to the last draft pick. You're getting the seventh draft pick, but it's great. It's a snake draft because then you get the second pick in the second round. But right. still, it's I mean, it's it, the whole thing is it's a lot of it's a lot of um poker i feel like and yeah. so i felt like this is this is definitely i'm glad we have the amount of time or maybe you guys had this amount of time last year to f sort of figure it out i didn't because christian told me like two weeks before the draft he's like emma five's out you want to be a manager i'm like okay like i had no idea what i was getting into um so i for me i'm glad that there's this much time because it, for me to even sort of process all of the moving parts and you know what does it mean you know the fact is that we can lock people from other factions and so well what does that mean and how do you know so it's it's for me has been a, it's they never fail to figure out an interesting dilemma to put the rest of us in and by they i mean like christian i feel like he just he's like all right we're gonna play this this season's called sophie's choice <laughs> <laughs> okay. and even the number three is so frustrating because like th three instead of four puts you in that huh. weird weird scenario you, you can't potentially put two yeah. teams together like and and people have said it like corruption that i'm sure that was a very hard choice for shannon and now she's tried uh with threats I, you know I, I know she she locked the three in and then made a threat and if you even look at laura or marisol i will murder you in your sleep 
You know what I'm saying? Like, or, or, you know, I've, I've had a really tough decision because, uh, you know, obviously we are talking with Chandru, Ace, Paul, Lon, Liz, um, just as like a starter. You know what I'm I saying? Know. Like that's, that's why you deserve the second to last pick in the first round. How <laughs> dare you have so many greats on one team? Oh, uh, well, first of all, first of all, we worked <laughs> on this. How dare you? You're not gonna come for me like this. No, how Damn. dare you? How dare you, sir? How dare you? You're very I selfish. To, I have to say, I'm not a manager, but in my opinion, in my humble opinion, Imho, as they say on the, <laughs> on, the on the on the World Wide Web. Um, any manager, I think, that allows Marisol or Laura to fall to Shannon, I think, is leaving a huge opportunity on the table because mm-hmm. she's very publicly stated that she wants those players. Even if, even if, even if either of them says I'm not playing, that's even better if one of them says I'm not playing for any other manager because it's that. it's called yeah. trade bait. It's called yep. trade bait. So yep. I, you know, I, I don't, I don't get to draft. I'm a player. I'm a lowly player in the game. Just making my way through the galaxy, but I think that uh, I think that I would be shocked and if if any manager in the league allowed either of those players to drop to Shannon in the draft because she wants them so badly. There's value there, if not before the draft, then definitely after the draft. That's true. Yeah. That is very, 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 very true. Yeah, you. She can't have them for nothing. That's for sure. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Ryan, uh, Alex, Brett, do you guys have any input at all that you want to throw in about uh, free agency and what you've seen so far? If not, we can jump to the Streamlabs. I think we should just jump to the Streamlabs. I, I would love to throw my two cents in, but I think we've all said a lot. So I'm. All right, and with that, uh, I'm a, I should have given you a signal. This is the end of said spoilers. All right, so come on back. Let's listen to what you guys have to say. Sorry, backstage, <laughs> nothing juicy for you. <laughs> right. Sorry, Frankie. Frankie numbers, no, no headlines for you, buddy. Streamlabs.com/slash the slowdown. Be sure to send those in, send in those super chats. Alex, get it going, Sal. All right, Trash Panda. Holy shit, how great was Brett's Christmas finale yesterday? This man is a fucking comedic genius. Thank you, Brett. Hashtag so smash it, cancer high Dan. <gasps> Mark underscore Jason underscore Ali donated $20. Hi, Sen crew with the schmodown. Can you explain what a snake draft is and why it is seemingly a controversial way to go? I'm not oh. a sports guy and so this is a genuine question. Also, will Shannon's threat work? Hashtag no. smash cancer high Dan. Um, so a couple, I, I can, I can take this one if y'all are cool with it. So, uh, for those that don't play fantasy football, that's the, probably your easiest way to know about a snake draft. It's actually not that controversial. It makes you actually have to think. So the way that this works is that, uh, the dungeon has the number one pick because there's no more droogs. They ended up being the lowest, uh, the lowest one, the corruption being the number one team, they ended up being having the lowest traffic. So it goes from first to eighth in order in reverse order of seating, right? But sure. as the second round starts, the whole thing flips. And now Shannon has the number one pick in round two, and the dungeon has the last pick in round two. Then it flips again. So now Kaiser has the number one pick in round three, and it just it goes like that, like a snake. It's like, like a snake's body would coil. Um, I don't think that it's controversial at all. Again, anybody that's ever played fantasy football before, that is the standard typically, is a snake draft. The, uh, the other option is an auction. To me, that would have been absolutely wild if we had an auction draft because that gets hard. Because then you're like, you have a $500 budget. You can spend X amount of money on a player in a draft. If you spend all $500 on Dan Merle, you know, at the top, if he happens to be in the draft, 
then you end up in a situation where, um, you know, you got to hope you can get people for zero dollars, which might mean you can't get anybody else uh, of, of super high, like talent or value one way or the other. You might have to go all rookies and hope that that's enough. But it's a pretty standard way to do it. Uh, it it's, it's, it's not bad at all. It also is why you will see some people might trade draft picks being like, I want, you know, uh, who's second it would be the usual suspects. Is that right? Yes. Let's say I'm. Yeah, yeah. Is that Sam's faction? What's yes, Sam's yes, faction? Yes, yep. yes, yes. So, so let's say I want Sam's pick. Then I might offer him like, "Hey, man, if I can have your first round pick, so the number two overall, you can have my first round pick, and then you can have my second round pick. So that would mean that like I get to draft one player super high up, but then he gets essentially three picks pretty close in succession. The donated twenty dollars. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. Matthew 23 verse 12. Dan is the most exalted competitor in the Schmodown, but what's a sacrificial goat to a man of God? Hashtag MTS Draft 2021 Hashtag The Preacher <laughs> I Amen. Love that, yeah. Was that, a th- I, was that a threat? I'm not sure. <laughs> <what> that- <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah, bible, verses, bible verses are all a threat aren't they <laughs> I, I literally i was concerned i was like where is this going <laughs> so yes in a nutshell that's essentially what it is it, it'll be a lot of fun it's exactly honestly what happened last year if you're confused about what a snake draft is go watch the draft from last year and see that's how it happened we got our draft uh order and it went up and down like that. It's the exact- I also, I also love that right now after that clip of you saying, you know, like let's say I trade Sam for his second round pick, and then I give. I love that later on backstage we're going to see Frank Numbers going like, so Winston Marshall's going to uh, trade his uh, his his uh, his second. I don't know if this is a good idea. Uh, <laughs> that's the only way you're going to see my accent again is when I'm just impersonating Frankie numbers. I don't know, man. I got to tell you, Winston's in a good position. And gah, 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 gah. <laughs> it's a basic snake draft. It's Common Core math, I basic, think. Is, I'm going to go help my daughter with Common Core math because that just was a lot more harder for me to understand. Right. It's, it's, how a, it's how a snake moves. It's right? how a snake moves. That's yeah, just how a snake moves. Um, all right, so we're at, we're at 280. We're still about 220 off from our first. Uh, uh, Who's the first? What, what was the first one again? First it was one is, uh, Barack Obama singing Oh Holy Night. Oh, <laughs> Lord. So I don't even. Yeah. I might have to. It might have to be like I'll put the music on, but it might have to be spoken word because I don't even know if I can <laughs> sing as Barack. But we'll try. We'll try. Uh, Alex, what else we got on the Streamlabs, man? All right. Buckless in Seattle says, now let me welcome everybody to the wild, wild west, a state that's untouchable like Ness. The track hits your eardrum like a slug to your chest. Just wanted to hear Alex rap some of this, as Kate would say, banger. Favorite two-pack songs? Two-pack. Tupac songs? Thanks. Your favorite two-pack songs? Oh, no. Yes. Frankie, Frankie numbers jumped into all of us. Two-pack. Two-pack. <laughs> two-pack. Uh, I think Tupac like to play Mario Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, changes and Gangster's Paradise. I know Gangster's Paradise came on post mortem and and you know had a short run on Wait, the radio, but I Gangsters, love it. not 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 Gangster's sp- Paradise. Uh, 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 I was like, I don't think you mean Gangster's Paradise. Thug Mansion, Thug Mansion, oh, okay. Thug Mansion, Thug Mansion. Okay. Mm. Thug Mansion. 
Life goes on. That's mine. <laughs> For the audio <laughs> listeners, Ryan, just like Winston's girlfriend, $20. It was crazy how in the spectacular spoilers dropped spoilers whoa, 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 whoa. after a really oh, competitive okay. match followed by spoilers <laughs> betraying spoilers. Work of Shminiati. Shminiati. Ah, maybe. Maybe. Ah, shit. Uh, you know, they're kidnapping people, spoilers. Uh, so, <laughs> like, it may be, fam. <laughs> uh, favorite two pack songs guys two-pack oh uh, changes California that's the one that samples the that's just the way it is right uh-huh, the, uh-huh. yeah that's that i like that one that's yeah cool. i don't know th- i know a lot of them i don't know the names of any of them uh <laughs> i'm so, with merle ding sorry. ding ding yeah. ding 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 I smoked. I, I I sold a G today, but or I made a G today. But you made it in a sleazy way. That's changes, ah, right? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. And you crossed over to suburban white Arkansas culture, yeah. which means it's a great. Reach, reach. Bro, y'all y'all did what I feel like, and like when y'all heard that song, it was the same thing that has happened to my mother every single time she thinks one of her jams is coming on, and then yeah. it's actually like. You know, like wah wah wah. It's like just the two of us or something like that. You know what I'm saying? She's like, she she was like ready for it. Yeah, just the two. Wait, what? Why is Will Smith rapping right now? What is happening? Right, right. Oh, all right. Next stream lab. Yeah, go. Next stream lab is Matt Chapman. What is the donation level to get a classic Dan rant? Also, everyone should join (laughs) Dan's Patreon. We have a lot of fun over there. I don't mean to brag, but I beat Dan in a speed round movie. Mark underscore Jason underscore Ali donated $20. I watched the draft last year, so I wasn't confused in Harloff's video. He referenced that it wasn't best received. Can you address Shannon's threat? Will it work? No. No. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. No, it's not going to work. I'll no. tell I'll tell you one thing. Shannon needs to plead to my humanity, not to not to threaten me. Because one, I almost took her down. So forget that. Okay. And two, she started it. Literally, she drew the line in the sand at the last draft. So no, her threats don't work on me. She needs to find a way to plead to me as a person, not as her rival. There's a there's a complete difference. And I'm sure a lot of the other managers, the ones that don't like being at the bottom of the barrel, feel the same way. I'm sure they looked at it and said, hmm, maybe I should go lock up arguably top three greatest star wars players out there arguably the 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 rising superstar that just needs a little bit of a push like she's already there on that cusp and then a solid manager takes her to the next level so nah that threats come on now please when we say threats when we say yeah i was like what 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 are we what 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 was the threat just that they're not going to play for anybody else there it wasn't just that she was like if you do what i will come for you with everything that i have okay what are you gonna do Huh? You're gonna make it. You make it. Make a promo video, making oh. fun of the fans that are trying to audition and shit. I like, I, I like, come on. I didn't. I didn't get a threat. I did not get a threat from her. But what I will say is that, like, listen, what a what a ridiculous thing if you're John Five for Life women. donated one hundred and twenty five dollars. Wow. I could go for some Johnny. music today. Let's get them donations in, fellas. Can oh I get drunk Brett and Cat Williams being thrown out of a bar together? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Did you sure. see the video, by the way, where they put Cap the, the picture up? Yeah, of Cat and then Elbow. Yeah, no, oh, I love that. 
All right, let's um, let's wait, go for the wait. end because I know we got to get through streamlabs. Yeah, I also just want to I want to I want to finish what I was saying about the about those women. If if the if uh, the threat I thought we were talking about because she never threatened me with anything. She never said she was coming for me. She just said, you know, I love these women. They like working with me. Blah blah blah. I, whatever. No harm, no foul, as far as I'm concerned. But to say to say to anybody that they're not going to play for anybody else, it's like. Okay, that doesn't mean they can't be drafted by anybody else. And what a what a waste of talent if they're really gonna dig their heels into this into the into the mud well, like that and say you're not I, gonna I, play for anybody else. I, well, it's, it's, okay, it's, then you're not gonna play, but I still got you. And that's my point. <laughs> one of one of two thing one of two things happens. Then you either just signed you up. Bench him. Yeah. And I like real talk. If that were to happen, and it's not just specifically these two ladies at all. If any player that I drafted. Didn't want to play for me. I, I okay. would just be like, all right, fine, I'll figure it out without you. And I would out of spite just let them sit there because like that's one like i'm i'm of the 100%. mindset I, I don't want anybody on the team that doesn't want to play for me but at the same time you're not going to bully me to like try and do you know what i'm saying that doesn't make sense but it also is like well now now what happens is now i hold the, i hold the piece that you want what mm -hmm. are you going to give me for the piece right right like, so yeah yeah I, so do it's also, I don't think I don't think they're not going to play for somebody else. I think that I would think be ridiculous. So. I don't think so. I do think, though, the threats perhaps should be taken seriously because she does have she retained a coyote, a cobra and a killer. And if yeah. you're <laughs> some kind of an animorph <laughs> maledictus situation, then then we could be finding a lot of people eviscerated or dead. Bro, did you not hear black people are getting superpowers on December 21st? I'll be fine. All right. I don't know if y'all have seen this meme that's been going around on Twitter right now. No. Apparently, black people are getting superpowers at the winter solstice. So oh. I'll be oh. good. I am very excited. I had no idea. <laughs> of course. I've just been deciding if I'm going to be a superhero or a superability, and I haven't decided. Like, I don't. Also, I got to pray I don't get like a really shitty power like Meg from Family Guy and like the males just grow. Like, that would be really bad. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's keep going, Alex. All right, Shadow Dragon Productions donates and says, Truth is elusive. It's nowhere to be found. Yet the truth can never be written down. It's not in any magazine. You can't see it on your TV screen. Truth is evasive, though you might have the facts. Got it straight. You think, but then it all cracks. Wide open, you can search the world far and wide. The only truth that you can ever find. The facts alive. Oh. The facts alive. <laughs> Thank the That's from that, right? That's Roach the facts alive. Donated twenty dollars. Hey. Oh, Greatest Christmas movie not talked about has to be 1940s. Remember the night staring Fred McMurray and Barbara Standwick. It has nice holiday tradition stuff, but also get dark when old demons are confronted. I'm curious oh. if anyone has seen it. Hey Dan. Never heard of that. Oh. I've not. I'll have to. I'll have to check that out. Uh, it's Barbara Stanwyck one that's in Little Shop around the corner because that's one that we watch around Christmas time with Jimmy Stewart. Um, and he's like, he's like, hey, see here, I saw my dad. <laughs> and that's every Jimmy Stewart movie. <laughs> oh, that one? Yeah. Oh, I'm not, not familiar with that. I'm Margaret Sullivan, Kate. <laughs> Margaret's oh okay thank you mm, uh, oh I, you mean I should be googling things myself Alex <laughs> I'm sorry I apologize alright next streamline from Andre Porter roads were so bad with the snowstorm in Concord PA yesterday that I had to stay the night at a hotel last night oh, since wow. I had trouble with getting home from work on public transportation at least I got home safe this morning 
Wow. Glad to hear that. That's close by to me. It's nuts. I spent the whole morning shoveling today. And it's that type of snow that's like it's ice on top. And you have to break through that layer to get under it. They kept showing on the news some a video of a a truck slamming into like an ambulance or something. That was, oh, man, over and over. No, Mm. thank you. Not fun. You guys, I just want you to know I'm not turning my camera off to eat. Katen Brett donated $30. Hey, We'd hey. really like to have the host fucking sing. And Winston <laughs> gonna learn next year as the den will be unleashing pure beast. We will start with that overacting twiddle group corruption and finish by cleaning out our teeth with swag members hashtag den for life. Oh. Tell me how you really <laughs> feel, Katen Brett. <laughs> like, like we have 30 bucks between us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hey man, remember Kate is the most expensive person on SEN. No, see, okay, but the quick follow-up by Brett since Brett is on every day. You know what I'm saying? This actually makes logical sense. Y'all had thirty dollars to spare. All I know is that that uh, Ben Goddard is not on the show today, and I would not put it past him to send in some money to to, to spit some vitriol. Gosh. All right, next Streamlab from Tanzier13. How would you feel if Matt Murdock, not Devil, makes an appearance as a minor side character in She-Hulk as another attorney as another attorney Jennifer comes across in court? And in the future, use She-Hulk as a backdoor pilot for MCU to introduce Daredevil? I, I thought that that's the, the, the way they were going since they brought up the fact that she... They, they didn't straight up say, hey, Daredevil's back, but they were like, she's involved in a lot of the lawyer cases that superheroes have to go through. And I was like, are you implying that you know, that Murdoch will be there too. And that, that maybe they're either working together or working against each other. Like that checks out. So I thought that they were implying that during the, the announcement during the investor con or inve- what was it called? Dub Chris investor Woodburn game. donated $20. <gasps> What's up, Sand Crew? It's your boy Dub. And today is my birthday. Just wanted to say have a safe and happy holidays. You all rock. Hi, Kate and Brett. Chris. Oh, happy birthday. Thank you, C-Dub. Sedge season! <laughs> also, and also, Iron Man's an Eastern movie. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Yes. Facts. Iron Man's right. Sorry. Mitch. Oh, Mitch. We got Mitch Lowe donating, saying, Hey, Dan, I'm thinking about bringing back Movie Pass. I might be able to work out a deal with Warner Brothers for 2021. Thoughts? <laughs> Oh, that's great. Mitch Lowe. You're like Obi-Wan Kenobi. Haven't heard that name in a long time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, it's Movie Pass. I I have to say, if I were Mitch Lowe in Movie Pass, I I would be breathing a little bit of a sigh of relief because I think they just got, in my opinion, usurped by by Warner Media and AT&T for uh, worst bungled business deal of the 21st century. I think, <laughs> I mean, long-term, this whole HBO Max thing may may uh, may work. But as far as like the rollout, uh, bad rollout, really couldn't go worse. If if Diddy Villeneuve is chewing you out in variety, I would say that your, your execution was not great <laughs> on, on your new deal. Do you see... <laughs> Do you see? Do you see on SNL how in uh, Timothy Chalamet's like yeah. final monologue, how he even was rocking a, a legendary hoodie, clearly sending a subliminal message, man. Like this is, oh they really gosh. effed up here. They was really he? effed up here. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah he was wearing a legendary hoodie. Yeah, they did. I, I, you know, I, my my first impression of that whole thing was that like I love theaters and I don't want to see anything that takes them away, and so that was kind of my first thing. But like, 
now I, I keep talking about the business, the business end. And a lot of people are like, shut up, you old dinosaur. Uh, go, I like why it's like, okay, fine. You like watching movies at home. That's fine. I think it is pretty un, uh, un inarguable that the, the manner in which it was done was, was very, very, very poorly handled. Yes, yes. I agree. I agree. Alex, Also, if up? anybody's calling a 37-year-old a dinosaur, <laughs> I would like their I, name and address. You would be shocked. <laughs> Move on. You gotta, adapt you gotta... or die. I keep this. They always <laughs> adapt or die. If you, Kate would like their address so she can send a sniper, a bandit, and a, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, and a, and a switchblade to their house. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, see? I'm just as lethal. Yes. <laughs> All right. Next one from Shadow Dragon Productions. It's titled Hollow World. The song's lyrics are from Japan. They are a they are from video games or anime. One such video game and anime is Fate slash Stay Night. The artist is Aimer. Hmm. Thank oh. you very much, Shadow. Found it. Uh, Trash Panda says, Dan, can you do an All My Movies episode on anime? On Anaconda, where Brett is your guest. <laughs> I, I definitely could. I don't think, I don't, think, I don't know if I currently own Anaconda, but my my thing with with uh, with all my movies has always been, you know, unless it's a movie I absolutely hate, um, I can own any movie. Um, it's, it's as simple as, as just going to buy it. Um, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I don't do that too often, but uh, yeah, Brett, we did a we did a um, we did a watch along <laughs> or Winnie the Pooh, a very very Pooh year, um, a very Pooh year. That's what um, that was twenty twenty. We did a watch along of Anaconda. <laughs> it was on my channel or on my Patreon, and people kept saying like, "Is Brett is Brett coming?" And like, oh. I'm actually curious. I can get this answer. Like, why why do people associate you with with Anaconda so much? Oh, that's that's because I do. I did I, my friend's show called Bad Movies with Greg, and it was a watch along, and we were talking about his voice. And so one of my characters ah. is Anaconda, ready for the snakes. You know, his horrible like, <laughs> is it Spanish? Is it you know Italian? Is it like just. And just I like, don't know oh. where you're going, but he's coming. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yo. It's almost like De Niro-esque. It's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you need, you need protection. He says the... <laughs> But so you're oh saying you don't have that on 4K? Uh, uh, you don't no, I, I own it on VHS, uh, DVD, and Blu-ray, but I'm not yet up, upgraded to 4K. Yet. Oh my God! I, Is that in the need... Criterion Collection? <laughs> other, other than the fact that we're $84 away from um, me and Brett doing When Harry Met Sally, um, I kind of want somebody to put in a schmobot just so we can see Anaconda Dan and Anaconda Brett just interact with Anacondas. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Alex, what else we got, man? All right, Review and Play 23 says, I like the third Home Alone as much as the other, but I watched them all when I was younger, so I'm biased. Fair. I don't think I, I ever saw the third one. I did okay. see the third one. It is the only one, and I mentioned it on the show. Roger Ebert hated the first two Home Alone movies. Okay. And Home Alone three was the only one he gave a thumbs up to. Wow. And it's funny wow. because like Gene Siskel, like it's when it's right. I think it's shortly, fairly shortly before Siskel passed away. It's like a couple years before. Yeah. And he's like, I liked this movie. And he's like, Are you? It's like, Are you? He literally says, Are you all right? And he's like, <laughs> It empowers kids over the adults, and it says that they've got some power in the situation. Siskel's like, That's what they did in the first two, Roger. Like, <laughs> 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 oh, my oh, it's great. Oh. You keep it going, Alex. Keep <laughs> All it right, going. next one from Senator Bale Orgasm. Hey, people, just a random question. What does Dan think God about damn. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? 
does he think it's Leo's best performance? And for Tarantino's next movie, it'd be nice if he casts actors who he hasn't worked with before, like Adam Sandler or Nick Cage. That would be something. That would be something, and I agree with that. Um, I love Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I don't know if I would. I think it's a great Leo performance. I don't know if it's my favorite. I actually think my favorite Leo performance in a Tarantino movie isn't even uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. For me, it's Django. Mm-hmm. I just think he's mm-hmm. he is so good in that movie. Mm-hmm. But I uh, I I love I love that movie. I love Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I think it's great. It grows on me every time I've seen it, uh, and I liked it the first time I saw it. I liked it even more the second time, and I'm, uh, it, it's one of those that I think is going to get better as it gets older. But, uh, yeah, it's one of Leo's best performances. I'll say I, that. It's I do of. think it's Brad Pitt's best performance, not just because he was he got the award for it. He is just so different than any character. Usually he's just like that, like, he's got that, like, like that smile. He's eating. He's, like, smarmy. This stoner character, I just love. I thought he was fantastic in that role. What do you think True about romance. Brad Pitt? True best, best performance ever. True romance. Brad Pitt. Sorry. Uh, Controversial, I know. Of, <laughs> yeah. maybe, Legends of, maybe Legends of the Fall. I'd give him Legends oh, of the Fall. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, anyway. No, I, I agree with you. I thought I thought this was a good this is a good breakaway from the standard Brad, but I think my favorite Leo performance is Wolf of Wall Street personally. Yeah. And he yeah, just he just one. he just fully falls into Jordan Belmont. So I, I that would be mine. No, he's Belford, pretty Bel- good Belford, in the rest. Jordan Belford. 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 Yeah. He's pretty Belford. good getting attacked by that bear in the yeah. Revenant. I love Brad Pitt and Ad Astra. I thought he was great. In that. Oh, I didn't that see that one. That movie is terrible. Dad Astra. I love that movie. It's a good movie. Dad Astra. <laughs> oh, if only there was still a Mad Magazine. <laughs> All right, Alex, Alex, keep it going. We got to do uh, Oh Holy Night. If we don't get any more donations, then we got to do an impression. So, what yeah, does, any, does anybody have a heart out at 12? We got a few left. Uh, twi- no. Okay. break the door down. <laughs> One of these uh, days, I'd like to have something else going on. <laughs> I don't have a hard out at twelve for the three hundredth time. <laughs> it's funny though because I'm literally going from this uh, ends at twelve your time, and then at one your time. Uh, I'm, I'm going from, uh, and this is no shade, but I, I'm going from uh, taking questions from Bail Orgasm to interviewing <laughs> Leonard Moulton uh, for my podcast. <laughs> it's a day of quick changes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Malone? Okay. Hey, get, get you a Dan Merle. He can do it all. That's <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Next one from Nicholas David Gallagher. Good morning, all. I want to give a thank you to Winston and Dan for their encouragement a while back to finish my adaptation of the video game Journey while battling depression. I've asked Roka already, but may I put you both in the special thanks credits? Yeah. Sure. Honored. Yeah. I'm very much honored. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Nicholas. Congratulations on finishing. Yeah. Yeah. I've never finished a script, so Mm -mm. good on you. Good on you, man. You know? You can also uh, use mine and Brett's name. You can also acknowledge us if you wanted. I just, yeah, I, mean, I mean, if you want to, if we, I feel like if you know, sometimes you don't want to reveal your muse is, yeah. um, but sometimes it's good too. So feel I've free turned to. down a lot of thank yous mm-hmm. mentions. <laughs> also, so. if you want to put my handle in your script too, you can put my handle. It's Katest Mom ever. I mean, whatever. I mean, it's up to you. So um, we have Tyler. to do an impression. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Tyler Gosha, Dan broke my heart. It's a wonderful Christmas time is my favorite Christmas song. Dang you, Dan. Also, just listen to the Run DMC Christmas song because someone mentioned it on SEN Live, and I love it. Yeah, I mentioned ooh, it. Good song, good song. 
Brad Pitt and Snatch. Good one. Mm. Oh, the movie. All right. Yes. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and play the music. Hey. <laughs> What's the next one, Alex? Uh. <laughs> uh. Brian uh. kills me. Okay, <laughs> right. next one from Casts. This crew is the best. Marzonia's song is a jam. Uh, I have a new album coming out tonight. Kate is hilarious. She is the Bill Burr of the Schmodown. JK, his accent's oh, no. not that bad. <laughs> Can't wait for you to be a real manager next year. Stay golden, Dan. Oh. And hi, Brett. Team Chimera. Thank you and fuck you? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to say. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm not. No fuck you. No, I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. From whoop de doo can't watch live, but whoever has to sing, can we get them to do Dreams and Nightmares by Meek Mill? Oh, my gosh. Ooh, we'll put that uh, on the list. You can get them no to do words. Dreams by the Cranberries. Right. <laughs> yep. Next Go one from us. Christian Vilstrup. Kate M.H. Abram- Abrams says, The plot is constituted by events and actions, as these are rendered and ordered toward achieving particular emotional and artistic effects. Okay. Story is a bare synopsis of the temporal... Of the temporal order of what happens. Okay. All right. There it I, is. I'm with all of that. Snake draft. Snake it's draft. the it's a it's, <laughs> it's, a it's the way it's, it's the way a snake moves. Got it. <laughs> there you go. There. <laughs> Andre Porter. Andre Porter says I have a story about the Lizzie McGuire movie. At this movie theater I used to work at in college, this one thirty some dude was in the auditorium by himself. Ugh. Creepy, causing parents to come out and complain and having ushers to do checks. Nothing bad happened though. Oh, okay. I was like going. That man very well may have had ill intent, but I have to say, I've been in that position uh, before because uh, when I worked at Screen Junkies, myself and Nick Mundy thought it would be hilarious to go see Jim and the Holograms on opening (laughs) weekend. Um, And this was amplified by the fact that there were only 15 people in the theater. Uh, But we also got some weird looks, and we were just there to enjoy a terrible movie. So I'm not going to, I don't know who this person was, but I have to say, perhaps he was just there uh, ironically. Maybe. Perhaps. Maybe. Maybe. Perhaps. Stop giving perverts excuses, Dan. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Come on next. It's Dan, the pervert. I was actually going with that. And she said no. It was a whole character I had. (laughs) Dan coming in like. Alex, can we agree it was worth me interrupting you? Can we it agree? really was. Okay, thank you, thank you. Ragnalothbrook donated $20. Hey, hey everyone. Just want to remind everyone we're only 13 days away from Brett's wife turning to him to say tonight's the night you get to raid my village as the final season of Vikings has come to Amazon Prime. Enjoy. Hashtag Brett getting but stuff tonight. What's that? It's not that good of a show. Ragnar Lothbrok gets the yeah uh, the titular character, right? Oh. Yes, do I, do I need to start watching Vikings? Yes. What is uh, food? Yeah, yeah. Well, no, you need to start looking, watching Vikings if you look like Brett. <laughs> Brett oh, looks like. You know I mean. Oh, so I just need to. People have been telling me that apparently I look like I could be like a cousin of V. Diggs. So I'll, I'll take that. Yes. I'll just watch more Hamilton. Yes. 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 Uh-huh. And listen to Puppy for Hanukkah on a loop. <laughs> just in general. Because if you haven't listened to Puppy for Hanukkah yet, it is delightful. <laughs> I will check that out. <laughs> All right. Next one from Evil John Madden. Where do you guys fall on the spoof movies? And what do you prefer? Naked Gun movies, Hot Shot movie, or Top Secret? 
Airplane is still probably my favorite if you don't count Mel Brooks movies as spoof movies. Uh, Spaceballs and Scary Movie 2. Yeah. No. Spoof movie says maybe the biggest disparity between great and dog shit um, because <laughs> it includes like epic movie and also airplane. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I love airplane, but the naked gun movies, particularly the first two, are are, uh, are pretty good. Does Spies Like Us count? Uh, Does what count? Spies Like Us. I don't uh, know. I just remember my dad doing that when I was younger, and I Doctor. that's one of my favorites, but kind of spoofing the spy genre a little. I, I'd go yeah. naked gun. Yeah. I I take it back. Don't be a menace to South Central or drink your juice in a hood. Then Spaceballs, then Scary Movie 2. All right. There you go. Yeah. All right. Next one from Anus. Call me Anus. Mr. <laughs> Anus is my father. Hey, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've been you... waiting for that one for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I've been I'm curious. Sorry, Mr. Malton. I uh when we were late, I was taking yeah. questions from Anus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> back at the time. <laughs> <laughs> evil evil john madden says kate you would be the perfect gift i would love to find you under my tree and unwrap you oh wink, wink nudge nudge <laughs> i'm just gonna have to keep going alex just keep going. you to realize he meant it sexually and then no. the wink okay. Nudge, nudge. <laughs> okay just keep going alex <laughs> just keep going <laughs> dale paradise says hey brett and kate as primarily an audio audio listener the for the audio listeners bit cracks me up every time thank you <laughs> I agree. it's brett's bit that i just really push <laughs> bella says i really watched and i recently watched anatomy of a murder and really liked it jimmy stewart was great in it why do you th- why do you all think he isn't regarded as one of the greats in the same list as brando paul newman james dean is it the method thing hmm. I, I think it's that that's yeah. why it's because yeah. if people think of the James like, oh, Mr. Potter, oh yeah, oh, and they think of him as a character, not as an actor, because he had a yeah. persona. Whereas yeah. the the other actors had like they did the characters, and Jimmy Stewart had a. I think he is one of the greats, but yeah, yeah. I think it's because act the 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 definition of acting, good acting, kind of got shifted with the whole method thing, and it became <laughs> about like disappearing into a role, like Daniel Day Lewis style, and it's it's. Uh, I, you know, the old Hollywood stars, I think, in a way, were not regarded as good actors because, like, they're the same in every movie. But I don't think they are. I just think that it's, it's the, the, the acting changes over time. So you're saying we should blame Dana Carvey for him not being up <laughs> yes, there? as that's yeah. correct. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do that, but that is all about um, – I also, I mean, did the early movies have, like, dialect coaches? You know what I mean? Like, when did that position become a thing? Because I do feel like, you know, Jimmy Stewart does – he has the same lilt in every movie – but that doesn't mean he's doing the same character. I mean, it's just that we, I think, now associate, like, Nicole Kidman can be Australian, or she can be a New Yorker with an Australian accent, yeah. or yeah. she can be a, yeah. He's, like, know. injured it's, it's in Rear Window. He's, like, that's a different thing, that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next one from Buckless in Seattle. Yeah. Just want to ask Dan and y'all. Dan, where do you think the MCU is going, moving for, is going and moving forward? Like with this Secret Invasion series they announced, I was hoping that this would be an epic conclusion movie. But series is fine, and Feige we trust. Have an amazing day. Um, yeah, I think what we're seeing is kind of what they're doing with Star Wars. Obviously, Disney, with their expansion, is turning the MCU from a three-times-a-year event-driven thing to a constant uh, cycle of kind of 
culminate culminating things you start a story here you finish it here you start a story on disney plus you finish it in a movie and i think it's becoming more of a uh more of like a comic book thing where like there's always a storyline running somewhere which could be great if they pull it off but that's also for me i remember growing up reading comics that's what got me off comic books was that Mm -hmm. every story became if you want to see the whole thing then you got to buy not just superman but you got to buy justice league international and you got to buy green lantern and they tell this story and this one and then all of a sudden it became like i don't have the money or the time to follow all this so i think it's a risky strategy but if they pull it off sure I think they just need to be careful and what do what they did with the MCU, where it's like you don't, with the exception of maybe the Avengers movies, you don't necessarily have to see the other ones if you want to enjoy one on its own. Mm-hmm. So as long as they leave you with that avenue, uh, I, I agree with you, Dan, because you're right that not everybody's gonna have time to watch all of Hawkeye, all of Winter Soldier, all of WandaVision, and see the movies. Like they got other shit to do, so. Not me. Uh, Brett doesn't. Well, not, yeah. not, me no. not, not, not me either. Not me either. No, not me either. No. Well, I do have laundry, but other than that. <laughs> Wide open <right>. schedule. <laughs> Next one from, oh, from Victor Navorsky. I'd like to know Dan Merle's thoughts on my movie, The Terminal. It's the most underrated Spielberg movie of all time, and it deserves the praise, not the hate. I'm looking at you, JTE. It's a feel-good movie. Please watch my movie. Where do I buy the Nike shoes? Um, I, I don't have the antipathy towards the terminal that many people do. I, I, I don't think it's one of his best movies, but I, you know, it kind of has this thing. It was like, oh, the terminal. Um, I don't know. I think it's a sweet, cute little movie. I think I maybe love the it's terminal. I think it's just because you put Spielberg's name on it. People expect like a best picture nominee. I think it's better than some of his best picture nominees. Like, I think it's a better movie than like the post. Ah, mm. uh, okay. I was For like, example. if you are headed towards Schindler's List, I suggest you <laughs> back yourself out of that one. Yeah, no, no. I, I, I think it's yeah. I like it. I enjoy it. Yeah. Right. I do too. Tom Me too. Russian. Okay, and then uh, last one is a super chat. Uh, Hillary Duff is in a series called Younger. So, oh, okay. Okay. for that. All right, dope. Okay, and so that's we all have... for today. We have an impression that came through, and then we got a, I got to sing Old Holy Night. Uh, so yeah. what was the impression again? Drunk Brett and Cat Williams being thrown out of a club. Oh, <laughs> Lord. All right. Hold on. For the audio listeners, Winston gets into character by doing a really loud yawn stretch. <laughs> uh, look here. <laughs> you ain't going to throw my ass out this club. Um. Hold on, white friend. Um, mm, what, yeah. what is what 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 is happening right now? Listen, I got this, brother. Well, I'm gonna go speak to the manager. Oh, you're yeah. damn right. Go ahead with your Karen ass, Karen. All these people. I ain't got time for this shit. I, I pay good money for this shit. This is a personal friend of mine. It's some of my best friends, like this gentleman, are black, and I don't know why you're kicking us out of this club. We're just getting a good time, and, and you're ridiculous. And if you say all this matter one more time, I'm going to kick you into the balls. Uh, pimp down. Help, help me, Brett. I fell off a pimp down. Why are you doing this? I am going to speak to your manager's manager's manager. <laughs> a personal friend of mine, goddammit. He said pimp down. <laughs> he's not. It's not really a pimp. Do not get him 
arrested. It's just that Jeremy is it. <laughs> Hold up. Wait a minute. Let me put some Advil in it. <laughs> exactly. Come on. Listen, big pimp, and let's go to some other places and get away. So this place is a shithole anyway. If you... You know what? I got a little bit of weed in my car. You want some of that? That might level us out just a little bit. Boy, you're talking my language, my friend. Okay, and scene, because <laughs> Anne Merle actually does have a heart out. <laughs> That's fair. All right, all right. Let's get this Let's get this going. I got to share the, the music, right? Let's share see. that music. Share advanced. Oh, this is my favorite Christmas song, too. It feels like a real gift to me, because Barack Obama is with me always always with me oh wow chicago sometimes and and there you go all right yeah winston make sure to share that music like my music which i'll be having a new ep (gasps) coming out tonight so check that out on spotify and apple music i see what you did there do it can y'all hear it no not a single thing hold on hold on hold on hold on just being i guess it hasn't started yet hold on just just being just yes Can't you hear the angels' voices? It's clearly Joe. Joe is an angel. All right? Uh, Oh, night. Oh, night. Devon. Oh, night. Christ was born. Oh, night. I can't hit this note. Oh, holy night. Mm-mm. Oh, night. Divine. Well I think that's 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 a good uh, that's a good yeah. amount of uh <laughs> that was <laughs> legendary. I was that was that was his 2013 yeah. Christmas address, wasn't it? I swear to God, I heard that before. I'll tell you what, that was that was Timothy Chalamet's sweatshirt because that was legendary. Hey, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for coming through. Shout out to Dan Merle the Goat for coming through. If you haven't checked out, go check that out for sure. Shout out to Kate Mulligan. Shout out to Brett Sheridan. Shout out to Alex Barzonia. Shout out to Ryan Nielsen. I am Winston Marshall, aka the Swaggy Blurred. 
Go watch Spectacular Five if you haven't. Go watch all my movies. Go watch the IG show. Go watch Brett and Kate's play date. And go have a wonderful, wonderful Thursday. Blurs in the Hood, 2 p.m. Pacific. We have R.I.S. coming on through uh, to speak on Black trans issues. It's going to be absolutely amazing. You don't want to miss that. But otherwise, I love each and every one of you. It has been a wonderful week. I will see you all next week. Have fun with John Roca and the crew tomorrow. Y'all stay safe, y'all. 